Now batting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. It's Friday, Albuquerque and the world. Bringing that back, huh? That was the weekend thing. Yeah. We haven't done that since the weekend. The the R&B artist or the time of the week? Both. Okay. Your boys are live at Isotopes Ballpark. Let's go. First time in a long time. Boy, did I miss this place. Double double roadies and then all-star Mickey boy and got Sugar Land for three. Also, forget Sugar Land. A bunch of... Bunch of scabs walking, just no talent. Nobody's walking around this ballpark right now for Sugarland. A bunch of little tiny losers, and that's blue and orange. That's how I see it. Come out to the ballpark tonight. We got some cool giveaways. We got hey, we got tickets at the booth. We got tickets. All right, so come to the ballpark. Show up early, and what will happen when you show up early is you'll show up early, and you'll get the blanket. They got the fleece. It's not a blanket. It's a towel. Beach towel, the beach baby. Towel. The, and it's like a. A beach towelie boy. Well, it depends on what size human being Could you are. Could be a blanket. It's definitely like a dinner napkin for people your size. It could be a blanket for, like, infants. But I, for most people, it's a beach towel. Could be a dinner napkin for the delicious new menu items that the Isotopes announced today. Ooh-wee. We will talk about that at some point throughout the broadcast. This is Jim Gariego who is the executive chef here at the ballpark. He'll join us at 4.30. Excited. At 4.15, Forrest Stolting will join us. He's going to talk to us about the giveaways this weekend. There's stuff going on all weekend long. Come hang out for three days in a row, then take one day's off. Yep. Then come back and hang out for six days in a row. We'll be here again next Friday. What? Van, what? We'll be here Tuesday and Friday. We're double dipping next week, baby. You know where I wasn't? Oh, we will, yeah. Tuesday's the Hall of Fame day. That is correct. Shoot, we got a whole week of stuff to do. I was not yesterday at Top Golfer. You were, but I was able to tune in as I was in transit back from my on assignment. And I tell you what, that just sounded like the most banger of a fun day that you've ever had professionally. Oh my goodness, it was so much fun. Double dipping, doing triple duty, emceeing, hosting the show, putting on a great time. For the friends and sponsors of the YMCA. What's up? They you make know, some, it's such a good cause. They make some money out there? People really turn up. People They're, really turn out for the YMCA. And we're just so blessed to have awesome partners and sponsors like them in the community. And it, it brought a little, you know, I'm not going to say I cried, Fred, you know, because I'm a man and I shoved down my feelings. But uh, the turnout and the camaraderie and your favorite word. Fellowship. The fellowship yesterday brought a tear to my eye. I mean, they make a little bit of money, though. That's all they make I mean. some money, baby. Oh, that's what it's about. Yeah, that's stacking that cheese about. for a good cause, babes. There's so much cash out there right now for everyone. State's got a lot of money. Is there? Oh, my gosh. I, I could use some more. Shoot. Give me some. What you holding? Let's get it. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a good day at the ballpark. A little warm. A little, little warm. Slightly. But by the time the sun sets, first pitch is 7.05. It's going to be the night out here, and that's going to be a good one. You had a lot of hot hotbed topics yesterday that I was about. Just a couple quick hitters today before we jump into a lot of isotopes talk. Today joining us, pitcher Justin Lawrence, Taylor Snyder, who's a bit of a utility guy, Riley Smith, who's done the program before. A lot of fun. He's a personality. He'll yeah. be joining us. Josh Sushan will join us in the 
last hour of the program, NFL news, NBA news, Major League Baseball talk. Obviously, Bob Walpo back at the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. John, or Bob, how are you? I'm just fine. Oh, I like that. All right. Yeah, I mean, that's the energy we're Okay, for, that's right? a solid six. I can deal with that. <laughs> we could build on that. Fine. That's similar to Midland. Yes. Yes. Which is often where I reside. Fair to Sugarland. Uh, the big news today, there's a bunch of headlines today. Can it, you see any of this Canada hockey stuff? Oh, man, I did not. What happened oh in my Canada? Gosh. So in 2018, there was this big investigation into Canada hockey. Okay. And Canada hockey's like, um, that's their organization, right? Sure. Like, like Hockey Canada. And they all got super law-breaking. So they were doing like... Canadians? Yes. The what? And these youth hockey teams were... Breaking the law, breaking the law. Okay, and, like what kind of breaking the law? Uh, the bad kind. Like good old-fashioned fun? Nope. Or like bad stuff? Yes. Okay. This is not boys being boys. This is uh, Deshaun Watson stuff. Oh, yeah. icky. Icky. Gross. Um, so anyways, a little bit of a cover-up by Canada Hockey a couple years ago. But what Canada has done is they, because of um, other accusations, okay. they brought back the investigation a little bit. And it turns out it's maybe every year forever. And it's going to take, like, a severe overhaul of all of Canada hockey to try to, to, like, bring support back to the world of hockey up there because their youth hockey is just in a shambles right now. Oh, that's horrible for the good kids. But, you know, I hope everything horrible comes to the bad kids because if it's along the same lines as Deshaun Watson, and I'm sorry I missed this story. Oh, well, so you know, you're dropping it on me right now in real time. This is the most un-Canadian thing I've heard in quite some time. Uh, you think Canadians, they have the one-off jerks, not a culture of jerkdom. No. Inclu- That's terrible. In- included in some of the claims is alleged group sexual assault. This, I mean, this dates back 20 years, but it never really went away. So the, the big one was a reopened investigation in 2018. Um, but, yeah, this is like all their junior championships teams. And then a lot of the Hockey Canada it, they take, like, uh, memberships and stuff. So it's, like, all the youth teams, like, throughout the country. Sure, sure, sure. And I'm familiar with the pyramid scheme. That's kind of what it is. Yeah. And, and they've been using that money to, like, you know, Vince McMahon, like, the victims and stuff. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just uh, adding to the most horrible thing of all time. So so there's kind of your hockey update today if you wanted that. Not great. Not Gary. A lot of sewerys coming. How much, uh, how much money do you ever leave in your car? Leave in my car. Yeah. Uh, ironically, there's a story I tell every once in a while. The only crime that's happened to me since I've been in Albuquerque for 14 years is my car got broken into one day. Okay. And all they took was a work folder. Okay, that's not good. They didn't touch a wallet that had over $200 in it. They didn't take uh, the cup holder with like $10 and quarters. They didn't take my iPod. They didn't take my book of CDs, which, what to year be is fair, this? What year? <laughs> I don't think anybody wants my CDs. No. Wander Franco left six. So a little over two hundred dollars is my answer. Wander Franco left six hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of jewelry in his car. Uh, so quite uh, opposed to the <laughs> Canadian story, I did hear this story, and boy did he learn a valuable lesson. Are you joking me? Are you kidding me? First off, why do you need that much jewelry uh, in a single solitary satchel? Number two. Does he not realize how easily breakable glass windows are? My everyday carry, I'm kind of doing the math in front of me right now. What's an iPhone cost? Thousand bucks? Sure. What's this MacBook cost? Thousand bucks? Sure. What's an iPad cost? Thousand bucks? So, 
I guess my everyday carry is about three grand. Didn't realize it till this very moment. Okay. Here's the thing. I don't leave it in my car. Don't leave it in your car. No. You know where I take my backpack? Everywhere. Everywhere I park, I just take it with me. You know how many weird looks I get? Zero. You know why? Because it's just a backpack. If you're to walk into a... Di- Excuse me, sir. This is an Arby's. Why are you wearing $650,000 worth of jewelry? Oh, never mind. Let me go put it in the car. This <laughs> I used to work at a place here in town, and we had this big parking lot. And there was a gentleman in town. Okay. And he owned a business that okay. had a lot of cash that went through this business. Okay. Interesting. And he would come, and he would work out at this health club that I ran. Okay. Well, one day in the parking lot, he that car got broken into. Oh, no. And he had a deposit for the bank in there. Oh, no. Yeah. So then there was this, hey, you know, I need some help. You know, I need... Got to identify who did this. And I said, let me help you identify who did it. Who works for you? It's an inside job. That's who followed you. Correct. And took you, go find that person. Anyways, later that gentleman, and this is like, actually, I'll tell you his name off the air. This is a guy you would know. It's a pretty famous guy here in town. Okay. And he was like, uh, like comes back to me later. He's like, uh, how'd you know about that? What? what? How did you not? <laughs> what? Everybody knew it. Everybody knew it was an inside job. If my Chevrolet uh, Colorado pickup truck is parked next to Wander Franco's Rolls, Royce, Rolls, Rolls Royce, they're breaking into that Rolls Royce every time. Yes. There's 650K gone every single time. Your truck's not a decoy. It's still a Rolls Royce. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know about Did, I didn't see any follow-up reports. Were, were the jewels insured? Is he going to get something back for these, or is it just a super expensive lesson? Well, you would think they have to be insured, right? No, I don't know that at all. He left 650 k in jewelry in his vehicle. I'm not sure that he insured them. If he's dumb enough to do the first part, he's definitely dumb enough to not do the second part. So they found the cat who did it. His name was... Damn, that's fast. Well, so it actually happened a month ago. Ah. So, and it was in like a um, like a safe that he had in the car, but like not a safe that was like that a person with two arms can't pick up and leave. Yeah, not that, which it should have been. But uh, so anyway, so this cat Khalil Eugene Mathis used a wrench to break into his Rolls Royce, which was in Florida, at or near three a.m. You're leaving in your car overnight. This isn't even like I had to run into the Walgreens. This is like a, you're leaving in your car overnight. Okay, so more details have came out since I saw the story first thing this morning. I didn't know it was 3 in the morning. So where was his car parked, and was it parked in front of, outside of a strip club? And you would think well, it was a hotel parking lot. So, okay, so he was think, in the hotel. Yeah, or at a possibly. Yeah, or adjacent to the hotel. Or Ubered to a strip club. Well, and then the part that gets even better because there's parts that get better. So whenever he got into the car, obviously your fingerprints are on the car. And then when you sell jewelry at a pawn shop, you get fingerprinted. Uh huh. So they found him right away because he's dumb. Because he's dumb. Ah. Uh, luckily, he's dumb. For Wander Franco. Right. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give, because you're like, Fred, $650,000, this doesn't make sense to me. $300,000 gold diamond encrusted Cuban link chain and circle medallion with diamonds in a W fashion in the center. Oh, okay. $200,000 rose gold Cuban link chain with diamonds. What's Cuban link? That's the flat one that folds over, is that right? Uh, like heronbone? 
Like herringbone. Yeah. Is that correct? I believe so. $70,000 gold pennant with a medallion in green and blue letters spelling Franco 5. $44,000 platinum Rolex with diamonds. $20,000 American League championship ring. Pretty good get. $20,000 championship ring from the Durham Bulls. A $5,000 gold pennant of Jerry the Moose from a Tom and Jerry cartoon. Okay. Did I save the best for last? Yes, you sure did. Now I'm kind of <laughs> jealous. That one sounds awesome. I'm super in it. I like weird jewelry, and like quirky dudes have weird jewelry. But you got to know better. Go Tom. $650,000. So much money. So dumb. The big story of the day is uh, WWE CEO, President, Inventor Vince McMahon stepping away from the company permanently. No role whatsoever. Full-on retirement did he issue today, Van. Let me see your surprise face. Uh, so now I want to know what's the over-under when he comes back because he's not going to stay away. That's he's going to stay away just long enough for these civil suits to be settled and not have any more drama, and then come back, whatever, WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, some big event, he's going to be one of the surprise guests. The crowd's going to go crazy. Oh, my God, Vince is back. At 77, time for me to retire. Thank you, WWE Universe. Then, now, forever, together. Hashtag WWE, hashtag thankful. Vince McMahon never tweets, so when this thing hit the internet today, everyone goes, hack, 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 this is a whatever, whatever. But WWE puts out an official announcement today, and uh, he don't, he don't. Uh, first off, good. He's a creep. He's a creep. I can like WWE again, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I do too. It's not like you stopped. Well. And, 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 and you didn't even stop and or pause. To be fair. Um, to be fair. I bought zero WWE t-shirts last month. That's one less than the mean. You need help, Fred. <laughs> You need help. I got some good people who can help you with your problem. On Monday, they had this cat. His name's Titus O'Neil. You're like, who's that? Doesn't matter. Dude's about six and a half foot tall. Sounds Irish. Black as midnight. He uh, gets out in the middle of the ring, and he's like, WWE is for everyone in the world. That's why we don't talk about politics or religion. We just want everyone to come here and escape from the torment that exists everywhere else. And WWE's never started an episode of Raw like this. And the internet is like, what is going on? Why is Titus O'Neil trying to bury religion and politics? Four days later, the CEO of the company resigns. You know, like, I don't know what that has to do with religion and politics. But interesting tie-in as he announced his retirement one minute after the stock exchange closed today. Ah, after. Smart move. <laughs> yeah, duh. Yeah, smart move. Real smart move. <laughs> Uh, I say his retirement makes the stock go up, right? Because you get less creepy perverts in charge. Always shade towards less creepy perverts. Let's grab one. Where we get back for us, Stolting will join us. We're <gasps> going to talk about everything going on at the ballpark this weekend. We're having a lot of fun at Isotopes Park. I'll get the sponsors on the way back. Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. All right, what's better, boys? A day at the ballpark or a day at the beach? Oh, you kidding me? Why not both? Well, the day. Well, the, I'm asking. I need one or the other, boy. It's, it's a ballpark all day. No, no questions asked. It's that simple. Okay. Okay. Ball, but you have baseball. You have beer. You have hot dogs. You have mm-hmm. great food. You have sunshine. 
great baseball. But what would, do you want? Would you rather? Hey, win? look, boys. There's 24 hours in a day. Ye of little faith. You can do both. Well, oh, that's, there you what, go. that's what I'm asking, boys. Would you rather rep the beach at the ballpark or rep the ballpark at the beach? Ooh, that's okay. a segue right that's there. That's kind of existential right there. Courtesy of Glashine Vales. I don't know. So these, this is a local law office, right? Yes, sir. Okay. So courtesy of Glassine Vales and oh, Enderman, and I apologize, injury lawyers, the first 2,000 fans tonight are receiving Orbit beach towels at oh, the ballpark. So cool. And it's a great feeling towel. Like you can just rub it on your skin. Oh, it's just cool. Maybe I'll get one whatever. It yeah, is, how, how would we know? What are you trying to do? Yeah, yeah there's no, I don't I see mean, any towels over here. Deal, Where's the towel? I'm sweating oh. as we speak. I could. Oh, yeah, yeah you, you, you can wipe that. I could laugh it up. Right across his forehead <laughs> right there. <laughs> Might need doing that for that. <laughs> you've had like an off week, but you've not had an off week at all. You got Breaking Bad announcements. You got new menu items. You're giving away promos as soon as you get back. Duke's night on tomorrow night. Crazy Hall I mean, of Fame next week. Like what's what's the deal here? Yeah, I mean, just there weren't any games Monday to Thursday, but we were working very hard this past week to make sure that all the events coming over these next nine games in ten days at the Stokes Park are going to be phenomenal for all the fans out there, and uh, make sure they're going to be enjoyed. Uh, from the little t- little kids all the way up to the elderly. So. There we go. Stoke for Duke's night. Oh yeah. I don't think that comes back enough. I it's mean, you guys, a year, yeah. you guys got to represent mariachis. We got to represent chili cheeseburgers. Mm-hmm. Of course, you got multiple isotopes jerseys. Star Wars. But those Dukes just hit, baby. They do that. Uh. Oh man, that the mustard yellow. Yeah. Usually not a fan of the yellow, but on these jerseys with the red outline on top or so good. Uh, piping is just phenomenal. I think. Really, it's a, just a classic logo, and the the font too. I think is something that's underrated with those jerseys. One hundred percent. The Duke's uh, font is phenomenal. I think. Hold up on this yellow take. I think yellow is like a strong jersey color. It eh. is. It is. I'm not a huge fan yeah. of it personally. In a lot of not gold, but yellow. Hey, like <laughs> <laughs> like Pittsburgh, like. Like a strong yellow. Well, they, the whole, every sport in the city of Pittsburgh. Yeah. Like, yeah. But, they, but most of those teams, they wear mainly white and black and yellow trim around it. No, they don't have many solid yellow jerseys, you know? Okay, you, well, they, yeah, they, yeah. I mean, I'm sure they do, but they don't wear them United often, good. you know? I don't know. I think yellow is good, man. I'm a big yellow guy. That black and yellow hits. Black and yellow. Oh, yeah. Shot, hey. We giving away? We giving away? What's up? Shout out to New Mexico United. Hey, we giving away Wiz Khalifa Also, we got to give away... Two sets of Wiz Khalifa Two tickets. sets. Oh, wow. We didn't give one yesterday. It was at Top Golf. Okay, so we're going to take calls on that. We won't do it right now. Not yet. But we will. Let's. All right, I'm going to set it up like Wait this. for it. At 445, we're going to take calls for Wiz Khalifa tickets. Smart move. Smart move. Okay. All right, so you got the beach child tonight, Dukes tomorrow, Sunday. What's up Sunday? Ooh, my uh, favorite day. Bark in the park. What? Oh, yeah. Second one of the year. We're giving away some dog leashes. Is that why you're doing fireworks on Friday instead of Sunday? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we can't have the canines no. freaking out. No so way. That's 100% courteous of us for the for the, uh, the canines because we don't want to make them. If they were here during the fireworks, feel. it might be a little rough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> a little puppy PTSD if you had the fireworks going on, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Smart that. move. Is that your idea? That was your idea to move the fireworks? 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Full credit. It's way ahead of that Full one. Full credit. <laughs> way ahead of the game on Full that Full credit. I was up with the Rockies last weekend uh, watching them beat – they have been beating up on everyone recently, really. Yeah. Hey, but Sammy Hilliard went back up. He's a big contributor he's, right away. He's been playing really well for yeah? them. Yeah. You guys just set in the world right down here. 
I mean, it's what we do in Albuquerque, you know. We make sure they're groomed nicely here, and then we send them up top. They're ready for success, and a lot of those guys seem to find it pretty quickly up there. Are there any ballpark numbers on what this Breaking Bad memorabilia is going to go for? Like, can the three of us pull some money and maybe come away with something? Yeah, I'd say, I mean, there's going to be items that are available for everybody to bid on, for sure. There's obviously going to be some items that will go for high three figures, maybe even some low four That's figures. That's so crazy. If, it, if the Bonkers. bidding gets into that intense, because there are at least a handful of, a handful of items that um, are extremely one-of-a-kind and unique. And pairing that with a photo and a meet-and-greet with Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul, with the amount of uh, Breaking Bad fans in Albuquerque, I think there might be a small little bidding war for a handful of these uh, these packages. So I think like Breaking Bad night can turn into like the new Marvel night or Star Wars night, especially getting all kinds of cosplayers here yep. and like. You know, methamphetamine enthusiasts here. <laughs> baby blue jerseys. Yeah, baby oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. blue jerseys. Oh, my yep. God. I love that idea. That's go the, the flag blue pull pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Forrest will, will go to, like, John Trott, the GM. John, did you hear John, my great yeah, new idea? I have this brilliant idea. <laughs> Don't listen to the radio. No. Hey, John killed it on the radio at Topgolf yesterday, huh? Oh, man. Stone He's natural. We, uh, as a loyal listener, friend of the show knows, uh, four o'clock hour at the beginning of the hour, we had some technical difficulties okay. with the internet at Top Golf. Wow, well, I mean, but yeah, we uh, ragtag bunched it, threw everything together, threw everything we had at the tech diffs, and finally got on air. And uh, we we're supposed to do one single solitary segment with Vice President, General Manager of the Isotopes, John Traub, and he went and hung out with us for three. He's wow. such a good dude. Yeah, did he hit That's a golf ball. He can bomb a golf ball. I believe that. Did he? Oh, the the teams were already full. Okay. And they said no more ringers because they were all on my team, which we won the tournament Again, yesterday. Again, two years in a row. Back-to-back. That's what are you doing? Back-to-back cheating ringers. Did you donate so the you prize money back? You did nothing, Of course right? I did. Uh, I played half of it because okay. the first half okay. I was on air. So Van, the tournament player, the first hour of the tournament, it was Robert Buck D. Gibson. Okay. And the second half of the tournament was uh, Van Nunley. Okay. That's very true. smart. Yeah. Yeah. Please stand up. <laughs> <laughs> what do you what are you expecting uh, attendance wise and crowds wise this weekend? Is it going to be pretty packed all three days through? You think it's yeah, going to be the spot think, to be? I think so. Tonight will be really big because of Beach Towns, and then tomorrow night uh, with Duke's Retro Night and the Albuquerque Hall of Fame as well. We're expecting some really big crowds uh, these next two nights for sure. And just want to give another shout out to Dick Moots, Ron Say, and Dave Stewart, who's going into the Albuquerque Baseball Hall of Fame uh, tomorrow night. All three made huge contributions to the uh, baseball scene here in Albuquerque. And um, really can't wait to honor these guys in the seat because they've all been extremely grateful and thankful to us for giving them this honor. And they've, that's been one of the cool parts as well is listening to see, see how grateful they are for this honor. So I didn't, mean, I didn't want to interrupt you, but that dude that just walked by is the most bullpen catcher dude I've ever seen in my life. Like physically speaking? Yes. Yeah. That, that is a bullpen catcher if I've ever seen one. Yeah, well, and the Good. qualifications for it. Stocky. Yeah. yeah. You can tell he throws BP. Yes. Like, that's <laughs> that type of energy. Yeah. Me, me and Forrest watched the All-Star game together the other night, and as we're, like, running through, like, the – you know how I am when I have, like, a drink or two? And I'm like, who's this guy? Why he's on the field? And Forrest is running off, like, every statistic on every player. <laughs> and he, he keeps doing, like, the backwards hand, like, tapping. Like, what do you mean you don't know? What do you mean you don't Come know? Come on, bro. <laughs> like, 
Do you but even I, watch baseball? I'm like, I'm just here for the home run derby. That's all my Fred, that's, that's Toronto Blue Jays second baseman Santiago Espinal. <laughs> <laughs> He's here to replace Jose Altuve. Everybody knows that, Fred. Back in 2015, he did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Forrest, just settle. Settle down. All-star. Hey, that's like a nice little breakaway for everyone, though, right? And, and how hard is it, or I guess not hard, how easy is it for everyone to just kind of jump back into the grind? How, how easy or hard is it for that mindset to return? I think, at least for myself, it's super easy just because I've been doing this a long time now, or long enough at least, where I've calculated in my mind what I need to do on a game day, how my mind, mindset needs to be, how much energy I need to have. And so I can just flip that switch myself, and if it's a game day, no matter how tired I am, I'm going to get up for that and yeah. be super stoked for it. So I think that's probably the case for the majority of us as well, just because we love being here. We love serving the Isotopes fans and creating a good experience for the fans. And so once we once we get going again, it shouldn't be a problem. There you go. There you have it. For so, us, anything we missed? Uh, first pitch tonight, 7 o'clock, against the Sugarland Space Cowboys, Beach Towels, Hall of Fame tomorrow night, Dukes Retro, and Dog uh, Bark in the Park on Sunday. 1,998 beach towels are going to be given away tonight at the gate. <laughs> what happened to the other two? Well, somebody told me they're really soft and nice, and I needed oh, to feel them. But yeah, I don't, I don't right. see one anywhere close to here. You know, I'm, very, I'm very tactile. You, know? <laughs> you guys had a big announcement of new menu items earlier today at a, uh, a little banger, a little press conference that yeah, we came out presser. to. Jim Griego is the executive Jeff. Jeff, chef here at the ballpark. Uh, he's going to sit down with us and talk about the new menu items, and they're available today. Oh, yeah, today. They're okay. quite tasty, too. So, folks, be ready for some new offerings at the ballpark because they're going to come in hot and tasty. I like everything about it. Thank you so very much for Stolting. Whenever we get back, Jim Griego joins us, the executive chef for the Albuquerque Isotopes. It's two men on live from Isotopes Park and the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9, start our days at the YMCA Central Mexico, spend our evenings over at Hollow Spirits, and the weekend is for the boys. And the boys drink Teller Vodka. That's New Mexico's vodka. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Back on the broadcast, back at the ballpark. Joining us on this broadcast, Jim Griego, the executive chef here at Isotopes Ballpark. Welcome back. Thank you, thank you. You know what having Jim his van, you know what that is? That's better than everything. What is that? Having him here, it's better than everything. Is that some kind of like (laughs) folk rock emo song or something I don't know about? The Better Than Everything Orbit Dog is now at Stand 1 near Section 114. The Atomic Chicken and Waffle Sandwich, which let me tell you, I put in my mouth Boy, earlier. Boy, howdy. It's very good. Green chili cheese fries are finally available, Isotope fan. Isotope's Cracker Jack Sunday, which I ate today out of a little batting helmet. Delicious. Jim, get out of my dreams, young man. Yep, we're off. Uh, we're Making some changes over here. We're going to keep keep it, keep bringing it up another level. So obviously you introduced a bunch of new menu items at the beginning of the year. We had as much fun as we did up to this point in the season. And you guys thought we got to get rid of everything, or is this we got to add to everything? We got to add. Okay. We didn't we didn't we didn't remove any of the new items that came out at the beginning of the season. This is all additional stuff. Um, one of the things that I, wa- I always wanted to do here was make sure that we have lots of options. Um, you know, I'm looking at some other types of options, but. We're really after options. You know, we want to make sure that the fans come out here. They can, 
They can get a beer. They can get different types of food. They can do all sorts of different types of things here. Right. Okay. Everyone in the world knows I'm a huge baseball dork. I'm a baseball homer. There's very few places on earth I like more than the ballpark. I go to a game. I want an oat soda, a little, little frosty oat soda. I want a hot dog. I want a bag of peanuts. I go to a lot of games, though. After the first one, once I get my hot dog fixed, I need something different. Correct. I mean, and that's what you're doing, right? That's exactly what we're doing. We want you to come. Um, one of the things that, that I talked to with Mr. Traub, you know, John Traub, who's the GM here and my boss, um, is that we want to make it a destination. We want people to start talking about it on, on social media and things like that, that, um, you know, this will be a destination place. Come try the BET Orbit Dog. You know, come try... The um, Aichiwawa barbecue sandwich. You know, those are things that we want to we want to keep trying to do as we um, grow here. You know, I'm fairly new and I'm excited about being here, as you can tell. The better than ever Orbit Dog takes the classic to the next level. Crispy base bacon nestled alongside a traditional stadium dog, topped with, and this is what got me tangy macaroni and cheese, and then just to ram the flavor up a little bit more. Homemade spicy carne avada. Put that into your mouth. Adovada, in case you're wondering. <laughs> what did I say? Something close. You got really close. I'm proud of you. You got I, that close. I believe that's pork. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> Boy, he's learning. Yep. And we, so as, as you're formulating and putting them together, does it, is it what you think's best or is it what you think is missing? Well, one of the things that I'm trying to do is I always try to look at uh, flavor profiles and um, here's a perfect example I have a new atomic chicken and waffle sandwich and one of the flavor profiles you need on that is maple maple syrup I mean it goes with waffles it goes with chicken so I got the crazy idea of getting a um, cotton candy made with maple syrup and so now I have a maple syrup cotton candy top that goes on that that becomes ooey and gooey and it goes into that spicy chicken and it's to die for, I like, think. Like traditional spicy hot, like Nashville hot. Like Nashville hot. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's it's, it wasn't too hot for you. No, and, because... And you're the most, like, mayonnaise spicy dude that I know. Well, and I have, by choice in my life, eaten avocado about zero times. <laughs> and then <laughs> today, Jim was like, Fred, trust me in the avocado, like, with the heat of the chicken. I'm like, Jim, what do you know, executive chef who's up for all these awards and has the coolest chef? What do you know? And he was like, just trust your boy. And, uh, yeah, well, sure, you were right. You're yeah. always right. He's always right. <laughs> so, obviously, those are the two big ones. But then, uh, I mean, if you're coming out to the ballpark to have dinner, you got to have dessert. And you can do that with the Ice Toast Cracker Jack Sunday. It's literally exactly what it sounds like. Exactly. It's, um, you know, it, it, when I thought about it and when – Brad, my boss, thought about it. We thought, man, what better than that sweet, salty, and nice, cool? You know, New Mexico, I think, well, we're in the hundreds today. So what's better than having nice, cool, salty, something to sit down, watch a ball game? That's what we all that's what we all come here for, and that's kind of one of the reasons why we kind of brought that out. Vanilla ice cream, little caramely drizzly boy, Mm. cracker jacks, Mm. whip that boy up. Mm. Duh. Put that caramely saucy boy on top again. On top, two layers of caramel. You eating it out of a cup? Nope. You're eating it out of a little mini isotopes helmet. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Going with a sous vide? Okay. Hey, and you don't have to wash it out and give it back. <laughs> you get to keep the helmet. 
The helmet is yours. You don't have to return it for a deposit. You get nope. to leave with it. You could do like Van and put it on your dog and bring it the next night. Oh, Sunday. Yeah, not quite the next night, but uh, he'll be wearing that hat on Sunday. So you're going to bring him so Sunday come check buy out, it. Come check out Bark in the Park. Yeah. And then you'll see me and my Corgi walking around with the mini Isotopes helmet. It's going to be a <laughs> it's going to be a fun night. Also, like to clean out like an isotope helmet of ice cream, you don't need water. You just need your dog. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Smart. <laughs> Should clean it out like real Very fast. Smart. My Jim, my question is, where did the inspiration come from? Because these are some big brain combinations here. <laughs> these this isn't your your normal brain stuff. Like this is right. creative combinations that you don't normally see at a ballpark. Correct. You know, it, it's one of the things that you know I've always wanted to work for the Isotope since I got into culinary. Same. Same. Oh wait, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, I've always wanted to be here, and I've always wanted to work for them, and I had the opportunity to do that. And, you know, I had some of these ideas, but, you know, I walk the concourse a lot. I'm sure all of you see me on the concourse, you know, I'm the guy with the sure. white chef coat. And, you know, I like to see what people are eating, what people want to eat. Um, I like I like the f- different flavor com- combinations that we come up with. Um, sometimes they come out of my dreams. Sometimes they come out of my my. Uh, you know, thought pattern, and, and I think, you know, nothing's better nothing's better than to, to actually put all these profiles together and make it taste good and make it want somebody want to eat it. There are some things that I see in ballparks that are just these, out, you know, outrageous things that nobody would ever eat again. I think most of the things that I've come up with so far, you would, you would come back at least the second or third time to have one. Did they present you ever when you first took the job with, like, a list of things they've done in the past, and you were just like, oh... <laughs> No, 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 no. No, they didn't. They, they, <laughs> you know, I, I, like I said, I started two weeks before the season, so I didn't have a whole lot of chance to uh, prep anything, really, <laughs> except my mind, you know, to get it wrapped around this thing that, you know, here I'm going to be here, and it's a, dr- you know, a dream job for me and all that, so. Jim, any final words before we let you go? Well, no. You know, I want you all to come out here and see us at the Isotopes. You know, we'll be here all week. Uh, I think we have Monday off, but we'll be here through Sunday. So this Sunday and through next Sunday. And I want you to come out and try some of my new food ideas. And if you see me on the concourse, you know, flag me down. Come and talk to me and tell me, you know, I like this or I'd like to see this or whatever. I appreciate it. Are you cooking that Hall of Fame dinner on Tuesday? I am cooking that Hall of Fame I mean, dinner. No pressure, right? There's, I mean, a, there's a little pressure there. You know, to cook a Hall of Fame dinner is uh, something I've always wanted to do. You know, I've always wanted to do those big things. So uh, John has put that in my lap, and, you know, he's got a lot of confidence in me, and hopefully I won't let him down. So, Jim Greg, I thank you so very much for joining us on the program. Thank you for your contributions to the menu. And, um, well, I'm, I'm going to enjoy everything. Van, final words on the ice cream? Uh, come and try it. Yes, that's the answer. <laughs> it is so good. I had little nibbles of everything today at the press conference, and everything is phenomenal. Highly endorse everything on Jim's menu. Get out to the lab and have some fun. We're giving some delicious food. Giving away Wiz Khalifa tickets whenever we get back. Now, Bob, hey, hold on. We're giving away Isotopes tickets, too, for next Tuesday if you come here in person. Okay. And ask me. You look me in the eye, and you say, Van. I would like some tickets to next Tuesday's Isotopes games. And if you don't because this is radio, know what you or I look like. You say Van or Fred. like Whichever one you are. Speaking to the shorter of the two of us. Correct. And then you will give them Isotopes tickets. And you could put two and two together and finally figure out which one is which. It's an exciting game. Everybody throw them a curveball. Ask for Bob. (laughs) (laughs) 
Wiz Khalifa tickets after the break and Isotopes tickets when the gates open. This is Two Men On, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. So we thought there was four. Bob says there's two. There's only two. There can be only two. Hey, two is still two more than zero. That's, let me check your math. Yes, you're correct. Yep. Two tickets to Wiz Khalifa. I believe that is August the 2nd at Isleta. 505-246-0610. Give Bob a call. He'll give them to you. It's that easy. If you want Wiz Khalifa tickets, black and yellow, black and yellow, you call Bob. He puts you in the database. DB? Well, I don't know. They, like, email them to you. The oh, that's nice. The they, technology side, I don't understand. I'd never have. So you have to have one email address to get the tickets. Because no one, you, we don't physically hand you tickets unless you come out here to the ballpark and get some isotopes tickets from us when these gates open and they start handing out these beach towels. So, Bob, whenever those are given away, you let us know who won, and we'll send a big shout-out to the friend of the show that we know. Because the Venn diagram, a friend of the show, and Wiz Khalifa fans, it's very, it's basically a circle. It's it's much more of an overlap than I thought. That's how I <laughs> that's how I feel about it. So it's uh, Wiz Khalifa at Isleta Amphitheater. Wiz Khalifa at Isleta Amphitheater. August second. August second. Need an email address and it's two Need tickets. Need one email address for two you'll tickets. Get two tickets. Yes. I like everything about it. Except that all sounds correct. And so. I. I'm assuming the phone is ringing off the hook. I do not know because Wiz Khalifa, well, aside from all of his radio bangers, I'm sure has some B-side hits too. I don't. Does he have a new album out? I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm also not sure. Not sure. Cleveland signed another quarterback today. That's the fifth quarterback they brought in this season. This they got off five season. now? No, but it's the fifth quarterback move they made this offseason. Is they brought in everything he shoots goes in. Josh Rosen. To a one-year deal. It's like the 15 the first-rounder has played for in the last five years. He's had about zero luck in the NFL. But the real story is, how does this relate to their quarterback, Deshaun Watson, and this inevitable suspension that is coming or not coming? I mean, it says they need more friggin' options. Like, they need somebody. Because if they're going to do a move like this, they obviously have some backroom info. They got some underground info that it's going to be bad for them and they're not going to have a quarterback because if they if all signs point to Deshaun Watson being their starting quarterback they don't do this Rosen's 16 I apologize only 25 years old six teams six teams why he should go all the way with it (laughs) you think he can play 32 years he might be he could beat Fitzpatrick's I think it means you don't trust the backup, and you got rid of the best quarterback, which was Baker Mayfield. So you bring in two guys to really just push each other throughout the first part of the season to see you can get to be the starter, and then Rosen is cut by the end of the year. <clears throat> yes and no, because you got you got to have somebody – to take snaps, you got to have somebody to throw passes. If they had better options, they wouldn't have got Josh Rosen. And here's another guy who's a victim of circumstance. If he would have got off to a better start at the beginning of his career, who knows who he could be? First-round talent, was great in college, has the skill set to be an NFL quarterback. 
I don't think he has what it takes to be a top-shelf guy. No, but God, Josh, no. No, he does not. Josh Rosen can be a system quarterback. He could be a middle-of-the-road guy and not lose games for you. I don't think he's like a, a game-changer. He's not a game-winner. But Josh Rosen can compete. There's a super famous photo of Rosen who went to UCLA because he had a hot tub in his dorm. Are you familiar with this? Sure. And I believe in the photo he's eating like fried chicken off of a paper plate. And whenever he got to the NFL, got the nickname Jacuzzi Josh Rosen. <laughs> that's just genius. That's just so good. It's such a bad that's nickname. Just, dude, that's a bad nickname? Jacuzzi Josh? Yeah. That is sweet. <laughs> That is so sweet. You know, Zach Wilson has, like, the most crud now. You know, like, before Zach Wilson was like, hey, you're kind of weird and your mom is a little too much and and you're kind of a loser. But since the story comes out where, you know, he's, like, just in love with his mom's friends, like, literally and physically. And now the NFL is like, we love him. We got a ton of respect for him. Like, he's he took his weird and ran with it. Then... I'm about the energy that surrounds quarterbacks catching, like, heat for how weird they are. But I also don't understand the difference between heat and praise. Like, why is being super in to, like, older chicks, like, a go-to positive, but being super into having a jacuzzi in your dorm room super weird? Like, they're both equally weird, right? Hey, look, I'm in on both 100%. You know, I feel sorry for Zach Wilson's ex-partner. You know, got cheated on or whatever. She seems to be doing all right. She seems to be fine. You know, she's a lovely young lady. Uh, but if you're out there, you know, in these mean streets milf hunting, more power to you, dog. If, I mean, if that's your thing, if you're not hurting yourself or anyone else, go bonkers. If you got this little palate and the only thing that's going to cure the itch on your tongue is milf, then, you know, whatever. You do your thing. If you like to eat fried chicken in a jacuzzi and then go play a football game, go crazy. There's 0% chance he does anything positive for the team, right? Because Jacoby Brissett should be the guy. Bob, you said you got the winner? Yes. Wiz Khalifa. I didn't All talk right. Wiz Khalifa ticks are gone. Who was our big winner? First name only. Yeah. Who was it? Well, he goes by Hawk. Hawk. Hawk, big winner, yeah. Hawk. Right. Congratulations, right. Hawk. Yeah. yeah. going to make his way out there to his letter. He's going to go to his letter and rock yeah. out with his Hawk out. Get a little contact high. Yeah. It's going to be, you know, it's legal now. Yeah, bring snacks. Yeah, bring snacks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the rules at venues. I think it's not legal at the venue. Uh, in a clear bag, I think you can. Yeah? Yeah. Unless other otherwise stated. How little I know, but how much I want to know. Well, check the website, Hawk. Check the website, Hawk. Yeah. Then you will know how to partake in Wiz Khalifa. 505-246-0610. Hit us up up on the Sports Animal text line if you need some hints on hiding weed and getting into a concert. I'm your guy. Bob. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Justin Lawrence joining us when we get back. Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back live from the ballpark. Sometimes we get to sit down with some pretty cool cats. 
what we're doing there right now. Justin Lawrence joining us on the program. Yo, what's up, oh, brother? Not a whole lot, man. Welcome, to be here. welcome back to Albuquerque. You're like, uh, you're like up, down, up, down, yeah. up, down. Oh yeah, that's part of it. It is part of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. The uh, had the well, your debut was last year, right? Yeah. So and, and you, uh, what is that called? The one inning, one hit. Uh, one walk, one strikeout. What, that's like the perfect. Yeah, like perfecta, trifecta. <laughs> I don't know what they call it in racing. But uh, up and down a bunch of times and back right now and excited to be back. And uh, all you do is strike dudes out. That's that's like the energy of your life. Yeah, I love it. Striking guys out is fun. You know, just don't give them a chance to put it in play and you know, kind of limit the damage. Don't trust anyone, right? Yeah, that's exactly. The, yeah. exactly. So, so you're going up and down so much. Do you get to keep the frequent flyer Great miles question. or is that the Rockies organization? No, they're, they're, uh, they're definitely holding on to those. <laughs> <laughs> on to those. You can't cash them in to go yeah. back to Panama? Hey, Jay's like, oh, let me get that first class or whatever. They're like, <laughs> they're like ah, we're, we're coaching, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. But uh, I know here we get the Southwest flight, so those are easy to, to load up on here when we travel. But up there it's – they just send you like, hey, here's your flight. <laughs> yeah. See you later. Yeah. Hey, when they, you don't even know if you're going to Denver, right? When you get called up every time, so it's yeah, like, no. I was, you gotta have a go bag for like Southwest, Southeast, Northeast. Yeah, you ready. almost would have to just make. If you wanted to, you'd have to make an account for just every flight because they, you know, they're they're booking American, Southwest, whatever, you know, that they find in the moment. You know, yeah. sometimes they find out at eleven o'clock at night, and you got to fly to you know the East Coast. There might only be one or two flights available. Right. So. I'm not about that layover life. Like, I'm not trying to sound high maintenance right now, but if I have to get off a plane to get on another plane, I'm, like, low-key heated about it. Yeah, my, my wife with the layovers, you know, I'll be booking flights. I'm like, there happens to be a layover. I'll be like, oh, this one's perfect. It's a 30-minute layover. She's like, no, that's going to be too close. What if there's delays? I'm like, I'd rather there be a delay than have to sit in the chair, you know, waiting for my layover for two and a half hours right. or whatever it may be. Those aren't fun. So whenever Fred has a layover, he requests a, a cart, like the bullpen cart that'll bring you in. I do do that. Yeah, yeah. I'm super yeah. weird. Yeah, and they're just like they're honking the horn, like they're just like <laughs> there's you know there's thousands of people down the hallway, but it's like nope, we got this you know this little old lady, she's like VIP, just <laughs> sure. getting scooted down the hallways. He doesn't look like he has a disability. No. I mean, well, it's <laughs> mental. Yeah, it's wait till you it's talk a to him. Disability. <laughs> wait till that's about so not pitching tonight, but uh, you've had a couple days off in a row here, right? So. Kind of like the theory is like if, you, if, if you're going to come out of the All-Star break, you just get all your guys lined up who can throw really hard and try to blow it by everyone. But uh, going to play tonight, not going to play tonight, what's the deal? Uh, we'll see. I mean, I might, like you said, those four days off might get in there um, regardless. But I'll talk to Skip before the game, kind of see where we're at, if he's just going to stick with, you know, the eighth inning roll or whatever. You know, I went uh, four out of six right before the break. So that was, I was like, could not have been a better time to throw four out of six games like right, right before four days off. So that was perfect. So speaking of the four days off, what did, what did you do with your time? Yep. Did you get anything cool? So my wife came out. We were out there in Sacramento. So we went up to Napa Valley on the Smart. first day. Excellent. Yeah. Smart. Hung out in Napa Valley for a day and then flew out to uh, Scottsdale. We're actually building a home right now. So oh, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. So we did a lot of, uh, you know, looking at furniture or whatever, just kind of getting a rough idea because it won't be done until December. But I don't want to wait till the off season. Yep. It's like feel like it's crunch time where we're, you know, starting to get ideas and all that with everything going on. Jay, we had the exact same weekend. I was up in Denver last weekend, uh, whatever, doing whatever. So stopping at the Rockies game, I'm with my lady. And she's like, just on a whim, we're driving back. She's like, what if we just stop at Ikea? Five hours later, boys. Oh, jeez. Five hours. Yeah. Yeah. Not enough meatballs can save that day. <laughs> yeah. Not for your boy. 
Yeah, I got lucky because I, you know, we went to the furniture stores, we went to the, you know, the outside <laughs> stores, all that stuff, and I was like, hey, like, why don't we, you know, let's, let's go look at Best Buy, you know? And I'm yeah. like, that's like my niche right yes. there. Like, I don't, okay. I don't, you pick, you're gonna pick the couches, like, you don't need me here. Like, right. I didn't go look at the technology, and we went in, and this guy starts talking about TVs and stuff. And he's like, oh, just so you know, like, this one's on sale right now. Yeah, like, no tax. Today. Same model as last year. Blah, blah, all this stuff, and like. Uh, we walk out with a brand new TV for the living room. I'm like, perfect. That was, that was it. That was uh, the the rest of the day. You know, well, let's go wherever you want. You got. I told her because I've been nagging her. I was like, we got. You know, we have a. I think a 65 inch TV in our living in our Pretty apartment good. right now. Pretty good. And I was like, you know, new home. Like, we got to get. A, we need a big TV. You know, it's it's not an apartment. It's a house. And she's like, oh, but the one in our living or our living room's fine. Like, let's just go with that one. I'm just like, look, you're gonna pick everything in the house. I just want, let me just pick the TV. <laughs> sure. Let me get the sure. TV. Let me get the nice sound bar, and, and that's it. You know, we'll, I'll let you pick everything else. So it worked out well. How's, uh, how's that slide piece feeling? Feeling strong Good. for the second half? Yep, yep. I'm, uh, I'm excited to throw it some more here the second half. Uh, been Early on, I was using it like 50-50, but kind of dialing it back down a little bit, trying to keep the hitters a little uh a little more, not just kind of guessing on it or whatever it may be, but I'm no, feeling good with it. It's uh, it's definitely a pitch that's been a little more consistent for me this year, which I think has kind of led to some more of those strikeouts. The, you're talking about the eighth inning, obviously, but uh, led, the, led the ball club in saves last year, is that right? Yeah. So, so obviously that's a ninth inning role. Uh, does it matter to you? Does it matter what inning's up there? No. You know, for me it's just like if you're getting that role, you know, here at AAA, you know, maybe it's that's kind of what the, the plan may be for the future with the Rockies or whatever, so – I mean, seventh, eighth, ninth inning role. If like, if I transition to that role in the big leagues, I don't care which one. You know, they are. You get paid for all three of them. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Look, I bet you wish like you were pitching on a day like this. Looks like we might have some sprinkles, but at the very least, it's got a little bit of humidity. Air's a little thicker. Might not travel. Ball like the, might the, stay the, in the, the ballpark. No, the mountain air might not affect you that much. Like, do you like look at the weather and you're like, hey, skip. Like, it's going to be a little humid today. Get me on that hill. You know, I, I don't usually think of it like that, but now that you bring it up, I'm like, you know, maybe I do want to pitch tonight. Because <laughs> for me, it's just like home and away. It's like, oh, we're pitching in Albuquerque. Like, you know, my sinker's not going to sink as much. Slider's not going to slide as much. And it's just, you know, we were pitching in Sacramento, and it's like everything. It's Everything's moving. Like, you, it's almost – it feels like a treat when you're pitching on the road. But then, I, you know, I have to think – same thing in Denver. It's like right. we pitch on the road. It almost feels like a treat. But then you have to realize – 29 other teams like that's just their norm right you know that's not the norm for guys that half their games are in denver but uh you know that's just kind of something that we have to face and learn how to throw in but it's good that you know guys are throwing it here you know then you get to denver it's very similar so i know you said scottsdale that's that's the heart of the desert you don't have a reason to steal one of these beach towels that's coming out today from the ice soaps that they're giving to the fans but do you, you got like a little case of stuff you got a little case of giveaways that you've collected over the years you got some cool memorabilia you know the the cool one that i actually like was the uh it's a little stadium one like it was like the replica stadium oh, that's very cool. Park. Yeah. Oh, that nice. was a cool one but uh last year or my first year in 19 i was like taking everything and then like <laughs> last year my wife's like you know oh you, you still have this one from 19 like why'd you get another one like oh it's like a dog bowl we don't have a dog like why, <laughs> why are you taking the dog bowl collectible you know it's uh they, they, they do some good things here you know it's it's cool that you know first thing they do is you know hand them out in the locker room yeah and and sunday's the leash right it's barking the park they're giving away the leash yeah and you're gonna just pair it with the dog bowl <laughs> yeah, exactly and you'd be like 
The Scottsdale loves dogs, babe. Yeah, like, it, this might be, it might be a sign. It's almost time for a dog. <laughs> hey, as soon as that house is built, you got to fill it with a dog, Absolutely, right? So you got yeah. every, you got everything else but the dog. Yeah, exactly. That'll, that's hopefully that'll be the next course of action after the house is built. So what's what's it like being on the road for that long? Because you guys were on the road for two and a half weeks, that's two crazy. two road trips, then the All Star break, and now you're back home playing at your home field here at the Lab. What? How do you keep yourself sane when you're on the road that long? You know, for me, it's, like I said, like, the way my stuff moves, it's like thrown on the road's a treat. So it's like, I'm kind of cool with it. Like, <laughs> okay. yeah, I get, you know, the hotel or whatever, but I'm staying in a hotel here. So it's, for me, I just feel like I'm on the road the whole time. Oh, anyway. there you go. Okay. But, uh, so, like I said, I don't mind throwing on the road. So being on the road is, it's, I'm good with that. The the thing that kind of always makes me wonder about the road is like, because even if you're staying in a hotel here, there's a routine, you know, when to get to the ballpark. I don't know what Uber or whatever your situation is. But on the road, I always feel like I want to be, at least me, distracted by something. Like, are you on days you know that you might not pit? Well, you get told when you're not going to pitch. Something. Is the night before a chance to take advantage of being on the road? Is it a chance for sights and, and scenes and local cuisine? Or is that a thing that doesn't really run through your mind while you're out? Uh, definitely more so the day of, just because... You know, Skip's on. He's got a good feel. So when we're on the road after, you know, maybe a long home stand or whatever, yeah. might be like, oh, pitches are OP today for stretch. Or there stretch will get pushed back to like five. You know, and depending on where we're at, like if we're in Oklahoma City or. Not you know, a lot to do. Just, yeah, say, it. You just, just say it. But, yeah. you know, it depends on the city. You know, Vegas. Like Vegas is perfect. Nah, you know, you gamble till two in the morning, you know, and the hotel in Vegas is uh hotel in Vegas has a nice casino down at the bottom. Yeah. So it's like you play whatever, sleep in, but. You know, Salt Lake City, there's a bunch of good food. Like, I love going to, like, some of these cities and, like, finding hole-in-the-wall restaurants. Yeah. With, nice. you know, some good food, stuff like that. So, uh, Shoot, got to get that Instagram up is what you got to do. Yeah, yeah. I got to start that. You know, <laughs> I might make that, like, a foodie page. Speaking of, like, hole-in-the-wall restaurants, mom-and-pop shops, you got a particular favorite here in Albuquerque? Uh, oh, man, what's it called? There's a uh, there's a taco place. El Paisa. Oh, El Paisa. Yeah. Yeah, it's so dope. It's like you, you walk through the doors and you're like, you just got like transported to Mexico, like yeah. super, like low key, chill place. But the food is it's it's amazing. It's really really good. Agree. It's uh, for me because I have not like fallen in love with Southwest food yet. Like I keep trying. Like I'm like I'm gonna get it. This is gonna be the one. And every time there's a recommendation, I go check it out. So I'm definitely yeah, gonna go that's, check that's, it out. That's a good one. I, I feel you on the the whole green chili vibe on everything. I'm still having not for your boy. Yeah, I haven't really owned yeah. up to that yet. El Paisa is Mexican Mexican. Yeah, that's it's like, like street taco, Baja ingredients, like yeah. very, very, very Mexican. Let's like go. Traditional so, Mexican food. I think I'm cool with shellfish. <laughs> <laughs> you got one? Oh I thought you had one. Oh no, go ahead, buddy. Oh no, that was it. Yeah. So I was yeah, I'm I'm in to check out all that local cuisine, but I'm in to play on the field. Um, you'll get in this weekend, obviously, a bunch of cool promotions. Have you been here for a Dukes night yet? Yeah, last year was last the first year. one. Yeah. yeah, the energy in the building is just a little bit different, right? It's, yeah, I feel yeah. like you know, fans are like, oh, we, we missed the Dukes jerseys. Like, we missed the Dukes <laughs> name. Or, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a different vibe. And then do you necessarily know, like, all the history of that stuff whenever whenever you're drafted or if you come up from Hartford or whatever your path is to get here? Do you know, like, the Dukes and all that, or is it learning it from the fan base as you're here? Just kind of learning as yeah. kind of learning as you go. You know, like I think uh, Hartford, they did like the Whaler, Boston Whalers jerseys. Yeah. You know, and that was like there used to be a hockey team there where the stadium was, or something along those lines. So it's sure. like you just kind of learn as you go through each uh, through each affiliate. Joe, all right, so I think we're wrapped from this one, Jay. But anything we miss? Anything as far as well? You've been back 20 days now, so like feeling really comfortable. Anything? 
the fans could look forward to with you coming out sometime over the weekend? No, just excited to be back here, like yep. you said, you know, four days. is like that perfect amount of time that you don't lose your mojo or anything like that, but it was enough break to, like, be like, okay, I can I can knock out these next 60 and not lose my mind. There you go. Yeah, nice. I appreciate you guys having me. Justin Lawrence, thank you so very much. Where we get back, more from the isotopes. Taylor Snyder will join us. We're talking a little bit about, uh, well, just being a utility guy, you know, playing. When's the last time you swung a bat? Oh, gosh, I miss it, but it's been some time. Yeah. Yeah, I miss it. I loved hitting college, high school, all that stuff. I loved it. I mean, still do it today. You know, no, I, I'd be so worried the about the shoulder. Yeah, I'll do, it. I'll do it in the offseason every once in a while, you know. But teammate needs, like, hey, i got to play catch. You're like, okay, do you mind throwing BP to me? Or like, whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, but I'm going to hit too. So, is there, know, is there like, a reward system? Like, you got, like, a you throw in an immaculate inning or you have a three-out save and you're like, hey, Skip, like, let me get some BP today. Come yeah, on, man. There used to be, you know, you, you, you throw a shutout and there's pitcher's beeps the next day. But now, if, you know, like all these – Oh, your shoulder, you can't swing. Yeah. That. It's mm-hmm. like the whole pitcher's BP got got knocked out. Justin Lawrence, thank you so very much. Whenever we get back, Taylor Snyder joins the program. It's two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back live from Isotopes Park. The gates open yet? I believe they have. I believe they have. If not, they're opening adjacent. Some VIPs are definitely in. Ballpark is starting to fill up batting practice on the field for the visiting Sugarland Space Cowboys. Joining us on the program, Taylor Snyder. I'm just like kind of a utility guy there. It's kind of plays all positions, this whole thing. Yeah, what's up, boys? Ta- Thanks for having me on. Taylor, welcome for to sure, this for sure. program. Drafted in 2016. Been around for a couple years now. Mm-hmm. Enjoying Albuquerque. Obviously, a lot of success at this level. What's going on with you professionally? How's your, how, how do you feel? How are you playing? What's, what's up in your world? Uh, pretty good, you know. Yeah. Um, Kind of had a, a, an interesting year this year. Uh, I've been hurt. I've been in uh, Arizona rehabbing for about two months, so I'm just getting back. Um, rehabbing an oblique. Yep. Uh, kind of popped on me, what, in May. Um, so just coming back from that, kind of battling some injuries, something I'm unfamiliar with. I've had some luck in my career with being healthy. Right. Uh, so this year, I've, it's new to me, but just grinding through it. What's the, what's the mindset that it takes to power through these injuries Good and question. stay focused. Oh, it's tough. In baseball, uh, it's a little different than other sports, I think, because we play every night, you know. Uh, we have this new implemented schedule where we have Mondays off now, which is fantastic, but in general, we play every night. Um, so when you kind of have, like, one of those nagging season injuries that's kind of just there, uh, it's tough to get it to heal because you're going after it every day. You're not really, uh, you're not really taking time off to let stuff heal, so kind of just have to have the mindset of just it'll go away eventually <laughs> so you were reactivated last friday question mark last Correct. last wednesday wednesday so the 13th so and obviously on the road the team has been uh so joining the team on the road or you waited to come back to like kind of walk us through that that process is when you know you're feeling good enough to be back and then the logistics behind it yeah so uh i actually had two departure dates to come back and had some setbacks while i was in arizona rehabbing i actually sprained my ankle pretty bad my first game back um and then coming back from that i kind of pissed off the front of my oblique uh, which was a different spot than i actually injured um so i had two departure dates i finally made the third departure date uh met the team in sacramento um which is a pretty solid place to go um got to go to cali for a few days and then i was excited to come back to albuquerque i actually really like it here the the food's fantastic the fans are good you know we fill out the stadium and 
the weather's pretty good. It's definitely a lot cooler than it was in freaking Phoenix, 115 <laughs> every day, bro. Well, you're a Pueblo guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, so. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh, come <laughs> on, bro. Here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, you don't know, Taylor. We have this fight all the time. So, I broadcast for New Mexico Highlands University, right? I call, okay. I call the baseball. Okay. So, when it was, so. So how long have you been doing that? Uh, a couple uh, over a year now, one year. Oh, okay. One so years. not when I was there. Not when you were there. Okay. So uh, not, I've not been in town that long, but uh, but anyway, Pueblo's got like a baseball program up there. Yeah. Like they put dudes out all the time. And, yeah. And that transition going from Pueblo to obviously headed for the Rockies, but here in Albuquerque, it's relatively same elevation, relatively. It, Hey, and the Armax a hitters league. Yeah, like no one pitches, for sure. No one pitches in the Armax. That's right. So, when you come, you feel like you have a little bit of advantage, like playing here in Albuquerque. And uh, I mean, I'm, I'm from Utah, so yeah. I mean, I grew up playing at Elevation. Um, so, Elevation is is something I'm familiar with. Um, the cool thing about coming from Pueblo was, I actually we had the player or the the conference tournament like I think two weeks before the draft when I got drafted in 2016. Great, and we played. Uh, we played Grand Junction yeah. in the the championship. Who can um, go? And so it, that that's there's, there's a huge battle between us and the Mavericks. Um, we ended up blowing it. Had a two, they had to beat us twice in championship game. They ended up beating us. Um, but I when I was there for the the conference championship, the fans hated me, right? Because I was the away team. You know, I was playing well and and I was getting booed and chirped at by the fans. And then I get drafted by the Rockies, and I come back and I'm I'm back in in Grand Junction playing for the Rockies. So now the fans were kind of like. I had a, a, some interesting conversations with them. Like, dude, we were booing you three weeks ago, and now you're, you're playing for us, and like, now you're the hometown guy. So it was kind of funny for me. But, yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed playing in the RMAC. It was definitely a hitter's league. But uh, elevation is it's nice. It's good I, to hit in. I guess, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I called a game last year. I think I told you this, man. I took a picture of it. I think the score, it was 23 to 30. Yeah, it's bonkers. And, and Van was like, Van was like are the – are the Dodgers playing the New York Giants? <laughs> yeah. He's like, what is the score here? It's too much. Yeah, there's some good scores in the Armac. <laughs> so you're Mr. Everything out on the field. I mean, how, what can, can you light up a radar gun too? Should you get some innings in? Uh, so, yeah, low, like, low key. How many more? How many more positions do you need to play? Low key, I've always kind of wanted to get on the <laughs> bump. Um, I haven't pitched since I was in like like early high school. Um, but I, I'm blessed with a good arm. I have a pretty good arm, and I've always been curious to, to see what I could do on on a game mount, especially with a little adrenaline. It hasn't happened yet. I've always been kind of crossing my fingers for it when the game gets a little out of hand one way or the <laughs> other. But, uh, no, I haven't been able to get on there yet. So, so you're a super utility guy. You're all over the diamond. Is, is there someone you look up to who has that role? Are you like a, a Zobris guy? Are you uh, a Marwin Gonzalez guy? Really, uh, Brad Miller. Brad Miller okay. and Chris Taylor are kind of uh, – so I, my dad coached for the Mariners when I was young, and, and Brad Miller and Chris Taylor were coming up in the Mariners organization. So I got to spend, like, a lot of time with them in the summers when I was in high school, um, just taking ground balls and taking BP with those guys. Uh, and then they've obviously blossomed to be these phenomenal utility players in the big leagues. Uh, so those are my two guys that I kind of look up to and, and admire and, and kind of strive to be that type of player. Was it all the time in Phoenix that got the hair cut off just too hot? No, it was, <laughs> it was actually here. It was right before. I kind of just was, you know, I wasn't playing at where I wanted to on I the love field. This is your reason. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't quite playing where I wanted to on the field, and, and I was just kind of getting annoyed of it. It was getting hot. And uh, it was, I've had it for like four years. I've had the long hair, and I finally just said, you know what? Let's turn the page. Let's just freaking cut it's, it off. It is. It's looking yeah. a little thick in the back. Yeah, are, it's are we growing back yeah, a little we, bit. Are we mullet bros? Like, I, I can't tell. I kind of going for like the Eurohawk. You kind of have yeah, the Eurohawk. Yeah, a, yeah. a little hybrid. Yeah, a little hybrid. so I'm, that's kind of what I cut it into originally. Now I've kind of let it grow out. I'm, 
I'm actually getting married in October. Congratulations. Thank hey, you. Thank right. you. Thank you. Because um, I was just about to ask about your Tinder game, so I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, so, I, like, originally I was like, I'm going to have short hair for the wedding, but uh, now I'm kind of like, maybe I have enough time to get somewhat of a, a longer hairstyle back and not be in an in-between stage, but we'll see. We'll see. The uh, getting married in Utah? Yes. There you go. Yep. That's so Salt Lake. Obviously, I don't know how close you are to Salt Lake. I apologize. I'm About an hour. Okay. Yeah. So everything's close to me. No, it's not. It's the biggest state ever. Giant. The uh, but to me, like Utah, it's the exact same size as New Mexico, just flipped upside down. That's very correct. Yeah. Is there yeah. some facts to that? Yes. Yeah. Really? It's got to be relatively close if you're just making it up. Oh I mean, yeah, I made that up on the spot, obviously. <laughs> but it's super close. <laughs> yeah. To me, I'm in love with Utah for everything that's not Salt Lake City. So for oh, like for sure. The vistas, the the people. That, but once I get into Salt Lake City, I'm like, does this place smell weird? Yeah, I, I don't know. Salt Lake, we got like some big like uh, factories around that, yeah. around Salt Lake, especially if you're coming in from the north. Not about that life. Um, but I love Utah. I'm a diehard 801 guy. Yeah. And uh, Salt Lake is my least favorite part of the state, for sure. How big? All right, New Mexico's got you big time, brother. <laughs> <laughs> New Mexico is 121,000 square miles. Okay. All right. And the tiny itty bitty state of Utah oh. is only eighty four thousand. Oh, so you're way off, bro. That's not me. That's <laughs> yeah. you. Well, I mean, they're both rectangle looking. Okay, so I kind of just assume third. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> What's uh, how's youth baseball in Utah? How, uh, how um, how's on, it play? on the end of the valley that I'm from, mm-hmm. uh, like Utah, Utah County, we have like Spanish Fork and Provo and Orem, um, big baseball cities. Salem, where I'm from, yeah. big baseball cities. Up in Salt Lake, it, it's kind of, like, not great. I mean, it's there. It's there for sure, but it's not, like, as diehard as it is down on in the valley that I live in. It's Those guys freaking go hard down there. Those kids are playing more games than the big leaguers these days. You uh, Are you, like, a sensible guy or are you, like, a jazz fan? <laughs> uh, I I really am not like a huge fan of basketball, but right. like I like the Jazz. I got I got to root for the Jazz. It's my hometown team, you okay, know. Yeah. Even though they're getting rid of Gobert and Mitchell, yeah, they, yeah, that 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 they're, hurts they're trying to, to break your heart. I they're mean, doing they, their best. they they made their little run, you know. Mitchell and Gobert made their run, and we didn't do anything with it, you know. We, we had some playoff bids and things like that, but. I guess it's time to move on to the next era. I like how they put out like the the most fire NBA New Jerseys ever with oh. these like bright yellow that every kid wants to own. Sold a million Go Bears. So in Mitchell, and then oh now they're gone. Yeah, like yeah. This is, <laughs> Salt Lake does put yeah. some jerseys in, in the court. Our court is actually always sick. Yeah, it's super sick. Yeah. The uh, the guy that broadcasts for uh, Salt Lake's minor league team, the, he's the jazz guy too. Oh, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, so the voice for guy. For the bees? Yeah, for the bees. Okay. Yeah, so he's, that's like a, his name's John, some, but he's a world of talent. That's, it's a small city, man. Yeah, that's like, kind, of. kind of a cool thing. Uh, so you're not playing tonight, you play tomorrow? Uh, I would assume so. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, out there tomorrow, somewhere, one of the bags or the somewhere, outfield or yeah, yeah. What, behind the plate need you right now? Maybe. Like, you never know. <laughs> hey, but you you got to stay loose, though. Like, yeah. you can go in at any moment. Like, yeah. When you, when you play seven positions on the field, uh, you, you always have to be ready, you know. If somebody gets thrown out or, heaven forbid, somebody gets hurt or something like that, like, I'm able to go into almost all the positions, so I definitely always have to keep my uh, my ears up. When they're having conversations with you about playing positions and say they're like, hey, you're whatever, you're playing a bag today, is it, hey, you want to be in a certain part of the lineup too, or does that not matter to you? Uh, no. The, no. the, the lineup is, is usually just strictly where the manager's feeling. Okay. You know? He's building the lineup based on, like, who he wants to hit after who and who he wants to hit where just based on, like, production standpoint. Uh, so the lineup 
is and I, I really don't get to pick my positions on the field either. Like yeah. at this level you come in and, and wherever Skip needs you that day, that's where you play. Hey, I, this is the PCL though, everyone's gonna get it back. That's, oh, right. Yeah, there's that's right. Yeah. That's the, right. In the field I, this would be kind of my I guess final one. In the field is your because you get a lot of different perspectives on the strike zone and the automated ball strikes, right? Yeah. So, and I know you've been out for some time at this yeah. point. But um, in your opinion, in a little bit of time, does it look different? Does it seem consistent all the way around, strike versus ball calls from different viewpoints of the field? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it feels good to me right now because, I mean, I was rehabbing in Arizona in, in the rookie league. I think I probably got 30 at-bats there. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, when you go from, like, rookie league umpires to an automated strike zone last week in, in Sacramento, I felt bit. like, I was <laughs> yeah. like, wow, this thing's sweet, you know? Like, I took a couple pitches that I'm like, oh, that's a strike, and it gets balled. Um, so, I mean, I feel like, yeah, I feel like this ABS strike zone is, is actually kind of sweet. we got about 30 seconds before we got to cut you loose, and I know she hadn't invited us to the bachelor party yet. So <laughs> well, was, I was waiting until the end. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we're just <laughs> going to give you a chance you gotta, there. got to feel us out yeah. first. Yeah, right. <laughs> i got a beach towel to clean up any mess. <laughs> it's got orbit on it. I just... Batch, par- batch party's a, a golf trip in southern Utah, so that, meet us there. That's we're, okay. We're, little, okay. we're going to one in Tahoe next month. Let's just double down. Yeah, a little yeah. golfy boy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. In disc golf, right, because I don't want to travel with the bag. So we'll play disc golf. Okay. That, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll be way easier. Fair. I'll, I'll ball golf. Okay. Yeah. Taylor Snyder, thank you so very much, brother. <laughs> Thanks, boys. Whenever we get back, uh, this is a fun one. So um, returning to the program. Hey, is Riley Smith like a weird cat? He's he funny, right? He's funny. He's, he's out a, there. He's a funny cat. I've known him for a while now, and this is a, this is the first team I've been able to be on him with or, or on with him. And and yeah, he's he's an interesting dude, but I really like him. Me and him get along. He's done the program. He's a bit of a laugh. We're gonna have him on. Obviously, it'll be loose. Come back, hang out with your boys. Two men on ninety-five point nine FM and AM six ten. Deep sports animal. Back on the program. Kelly Smith joining the boys again. Welcome what is back. We don't What's get. Up? I mean, normally it's a lot of. I'm glad I got that out of the way. I don't want to go. <laughs> it's the second time on the program. Hey, that makes Riley an official friend of the He's show. A friend go. of the show. It's now. official. Heck yeah. We got ourselves go. a foddy. You want a top a sticker back here too? Yeah, get you a top fan badge on Facebook. Do the whole <laughs> thing. <laughs> <Thanks> Good <laughs> job, <laughs> Riley. You just had uh, four of the best days off of your entire life because whenever I get four days off, I just disappear from the earth. And promise, you promised me when we met early in the year, you were going to fly a helicopter around Texas and shoot wild hogs. <laughs> What's up? You shoot any wild hogs? We did shoot some, yeah. Uh, not, not out of a helicopter this time. Oh, gosh. We did a little night vision thermal stalk. What? So, yeah, I've got uh, I've got a couple thermal scopes, and I actually have a full military-grade flip-down night vision. What? Yeah. Does okay. It, are you on Just, a list? <laughs> Just when I thought shooting uh, wild pigs out of a helicopter couldn't get any cooler, <laughs> you go and night goggle me? Oh, yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Well, you know, it started um, being a ball player. You can promote stuff. Yeah. Like yes. social media, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Um, so I, I, we have a duck hunting guide service that has quite a few followers right. on Instagram. and um, So we've built relationships with this company's through that and we just promote their stuff for a percentage off you know market price and i reached out to a company called atn and they make thermal military grade optics and i've had to deal with them for about four years now and been running their equipment and so you call them you're like hey listen i'm seven and five eights yeah. I guess I need to get <laughs> just yeah. one one over the head. W- yeah. So my thing too, if I'm going to do it, because I want to take a lot of selfies. Yeah. So I'm like, do I look cool? <laughs> like I oh, need yeah, to look. Oh yeah, you look. Real- you look. 
you look cool. Wait, you got your cell phone on you? Let me yeah. see this. I got to see this. Uh, starting pitcher for your Albuquerque Ice Hopes. Uh, you're not on the bump, though, till Wednesday, right? Wednesday, yeah. So you get 10 days off for the break, and you get, what, like six days off as soon as you come back. So yeah. pretty good little life you're living right you're now. So that's my... Right. That's my right, brother. We're, we're, uh, we're looking at the okay. Riley's photos right now. So that's my brother with the pig we shot the other night, and that's the helmet on, you know, okay, like I sitting there with the, the right okay, clip so down, and then the, the AR has a thermal scope. So that that thermal can see 2,000 yards, can pick up heat. I could probably read how many fingers you are at 1,000 yards, how many fingers you're holding up at, at pitch black. Absolutely bonkers. And that wasn't yeah. a pig. That was like – It was a hog. Like that's a gigantic. Hog. Yeah. That's no, huge. that was – so I've got a – deer hunt and i've got a protein feeder we feed deer throughout you know the summertime to just let them grow their antlers and yeah. feed their babies and all that kind of stuff and that one could stand up and eat out of the feeder so that one and there's another one that's priority to get rid of and so we uh i've got a cell phone camera that sends me a picture when they're there and we took off in the truck and stalked her and shot her the other day <laughs> so, so it is, like, is it an invasive thing it's like this yeah, thing should so not be here it's got to go texas has to kill 30 million a year to the keep what? the population at normal it's the dumbest number i've ever heard 30 million 30 million, 30 million. oh god wowza yeah it's so many but pigs. i mean it, it's just they'll clear out a cornfield in the night like they get they could eat they'll they'll a swarm of hogs. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Th- that night, there was 30 underneath the feeder. So where, where's that hog at right now? Uh, we fed it to the coyotes. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot. Well, well, we'll set it out in the field and shoot coyotes off of it because coyotes will eat, like, baby fawns and stuff like that. Yeah, just, sure. You just have to. It's just hunting part yeah, of that's conservation. A, that's a problem with pets, like, around here <laughs> and the, the outskirt neighborhood. Coyotes yeah, yeah. will, like. Invade oh, these. I thought you were talking about shooting people pets. No. <laughs> oh, God. I was like, no, nah, I ain't doing that. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, we got all these neighborhoods on the outskirts of town, and, like, the coyotes yeah. will invade, like, yeah. the little cookie cutter neighborhood mm-hmm. oh, on yeah. the outskirts of town and just uh-huh. decimate the yeah. pet population. I'm, uh, I live at Copper and Tramway, right, right there at the foothills. Yeah. And that was the first thing whenever I moved in. They, like, the apartment was like, hey, if you got pets, like, don't let them out at night. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's like, yeah. this is. Well, that's what, uh, me and another guy, we have campers that we stay in i stay in a fifth wheel camper out here and it's down um south of town and sure. there there's coyotes that run through the rv park all the time now you talk to me about like killing hogs and knowing like like the blood count on hogs like you know all these like we live very different lives oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, well i live different lives than than people in texas i mean I, i'm not really close to anything <laughs> we're, we're just fitting for ourselves out there obviously we're talking about like the social media and the instagram and we were joking a little bit about it earlier with uh, justin lawrence but it's as you're moving around the country and, and doing some stuff, playing games in all different cities, is there this, like, culture outside of baseball and all those places too? Can you connect with, like, other players or people in those communities about hog hunting and that yeah, style? Yeah, I, I mean, the, the hunting part of it is not as easy during baseball season just because there's really nothing in season. Right. Um, I mean, out here, they, y'all don't have feral hogs. Y'all may have some um, – Javelina, Javelinas, yeah. You those gotta, are half the size. Yeah, of the and you got to draw yeah. a big game tag for those. So it's 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 a little bit different. But as far as like, I go shoot, and I've got my bow here. I'll go shoot my bow and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And just anything outdoorsy, people kind of tend to you know mingle together and those types of things. Because there's guys on the team that are the same way I am. Well, but boy, boys, it's uh, five forty-one Mountain. Oh, you know what that but means? But it's five o'clock somewhere. Okay. It's time for a little. Oh, okay. Hey, oh, crack a little teller and safe house distilling watermelon walk-off. Okay, my guy right here. You get these up at the lab at just about any station. 
Or if you'd like some specialty drinks, come over to the uh, the teller booth. I like that. Like right, when, you, when you're out hog hunting, do you have a little couple oat yeah, sodas? Yeah, what's the drinky boy? Yeah, what's, yeah, the, we'll, what's the drink I mean, of choice? We'll, we'll do a little bit. We won't, <laughs> you know, dabble too much because we're shooting stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I mean, we'll drink. I, I, I prefer beer or I mean, I drink Coors, Michelob, or Pendleton. I drink whiskey. What's Pendleton. that last one? Pendleton. Ah, Pendleton's oh, whiskey. I thought that was a beer. No. no. Got lost for yeah. a second there. Yeah. Hey, so Teller has um, some bourbon and barrels right now. They're okay. doing some barrel-aged bourbon that will be ready in September. That's cool. It'll be in stores in November. We'll go. grab you a bottle. Riley, yeah, that'd be sweet. Riley Smith joining the boys on the program. What are you, 3-3 three and three on the season? Is that right? Three I don't three? know. Don't know? Don't <laughs> okay. Hey, that's, a, that's the outlook. I mean, it, I'll worry about it on the day that it's happening, but. As far as looking back, I don't even know what my record is. So. I love that. I love that energy. I love that life. That's yeah. and so next man up is like a mater- or next game or whatever. That is like a mentality here at AAA, right? Because it's yeah. you know we got to work on to strive for that next level. For and sure. You, you know what it's going to take. So is there a lot of emphasis to to the game itself, or is it primarily on the focus that's been given to you by the Isotopes and the Rockies? No, I mean. <laughs> I think there's more priorities and things that are given to guys as they're coming up, yeah. like before their rookie season and all that kind of stuff. Once once you kind of establish yourself for a few years, then you just like, all right, you just got to put up no numbers. You got to win. You got to get guys out. For me, my primary focus in this place, especially in this league, if I can get through five and six innings every start right. here without getting my absolute break speed off, <laughs> you're doing something like that's that's what I'm striving for. I'm striving to get through six innings, seven innings every time that I go out there because it helps the bullpen. And if you make it through six or seven innings in this league, you've done something. Greg so, Maddox said to us one. Sorry to cut you off. Greg Maddox said to us one time his goal every night was to go out and go more innings than the other guy. Yeah, he always thought he thought that was a big yeah. part of winning baseball for games. Sure. Does that translate to you at all? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I'm constant. I talk a lot of crap from the dugout. Smart. I, I, I'm trying to fire up our hitters because, I mean, we're going to get to the guy at some point. So if you outlast him and you, if you outlast their starter, you're typically going to win. Yeah. Like it, that's push through. It's an ego thing. Like, I mean, it, you just have to battle. And I mean, I'm always fighting out there. I never want to be pulled out of the game ever. I, my goal is to go nine innings every game. But realistically, I'm at least trying to get through six. There it is. Yeah. So you kind of got like a, a laissez-faire attitude on your stats and you're like you're looking forward to the next start. Is there like a hitter on one of your opponent's teams that ha- maybe has your number and like you're like just drooling to face him again? Is there somebody this year you're like, oh, I want him again? Yeah, I mean, that, that changes week to week. Sure. I usually pick <laughs> yeah. out a few people and, and I mean, that I pick out the guys in the lineup that have been beating us, yeah. and I'm like, if there's one thing I'm going to do today, if I got two men on and that sucker's up to bat, I'm not letting him park it. Like, I'm not going to let him hit it in the freaking seat. Hey, hey, Bob, Riley said two men on. Cut, Cut that. that off. Cut we that. We're going to use we're it. Gonna need that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, in that chirping and kind of everything that surrounds that you were talking about from the dugout, you like that energy coming from the other side too? Does that, that fires you up? Or, or yeah, I, um, yeah, I mean – we're out there. We're fighting, man. I'm yeah. trying to kill you. You know, like that. That's just, yeah. That's some thunder. You hear it? Let it rain. Nice. Let it rain. <laughs> nice. Uh, no, I, I, I mean, we're it's it's a dogfight. It's yeah. kill, kill or be killed. Is is there an and I know we're up against you. You got to go into here in just a minute. But if a guy's coming up from the on deck circle, or if he's coming out coming out of the the dugout there, do you? Do you look for him? Do you try to find his eyes? Is it a you want him immediately? What's that? What's that small moment? I try to make it to where they're on my time. Yeah. I, 
I'm not going to wait on them or to get – I'm going to be ready. And if they're not ready, then I'm going to throw the pitch and they're not going to be ready. So, I mean, there's always that thing, that, you know, ego. If, I, if I'm beating a guy with a fastball, he ain't getting anything else until he hits it. There you go. So, so I mean, that – in between uh, AAA and the majors, and we'll see the big leap next year when some new rules are implemented. But a guy like uh, like a Zach Granke or a Nestor Cortez who uses timing mm-hmm. to throw people off, is, you think that skill is going to go away next year when, the, in all likelihood, the big leagues have the clock? Uh, do you want me an honest opinion? Please. The big leagues will never have the clock. Never. Yeah. Ever. Never. No. All these rules and you know, excuse me, these dumbass rules that they're doing <laughs> are simply because they don't. We don't have a union in the minor leagues to keep them from doing them. Ah, okay. Now they may be leveraged for other stuff. Right. The the clock thing, the pickoffs, all that kind of stuff. There's too many guys that have resets, and it's just not going to happen. Right. I, I, if you want the game to be different, then don't come. Oh, that's a good point. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. The game's been the way it's been for 100 years, and if Manfred has a problem with it, he probably shouldn't be the – Yeah, trying to figure it out. Yeah, the boss a, man. Like, well, that's a good point because whatever you think of it as like a negotiating tool, you know. So if Major League Baseball goes up against the MLBPA and this, that, or the other, and MLBPA is like, just stop testing us for weed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's well, all we care about. Well, yeah. I mean, that's been around for forever. Right. That, that, it's not a PED. It doesn't affect the game any. It, the thing is, is, every organization would rather a guy go to sleep smoking weed than going to drink drinking going to sleep drinking a dozen beers every night. Hundred percent. At the end doubt. of the day, it's way healthier to do that than it is to drink a dozen beers. But the the thing about <coughs> all the rules. Uh oh. There we go. The thing about all the rules. Those rules are simply to generate more money. By the games being shorter and people being entertained, right, quicker amounts of time. It has nothing to do with the game. They're not. Their only thing they're doing is trying to promote runs scored, runners on base, hitters. That's it. Ooh, it's wait. a purist. I love it, Riley. Yeah, I agree just, with you completely. Hey, I'll put another 100%. hour into Kudos. this with you, yeah. Riley 100%. Smith. The absolute best. Also, apparently, the Undertaker's here. That's <laughs> that's nice. That the thunder hits like that. We'll wrap up the hour whenever we get back. But, hey, Riley, thank you, brother. Yeah, like, good little sit down, my dude. Appreciate y'all having me. First two timer, friend of the there show. There we go. Yeah. Hey, I'll just whoop, whoop. let me know. I'll come out for a third. Two men on ninety-five point okay. nine FM and AM six ten. The cool. sports animal. Uh, how do you take your news, Van? Uh, usually with a grain of salt. Well, this one, if you put salt down and it'll just wash away. The uh, the tarp is going out on the field. Tarp is going out. Here at Isotopes Park. Well, I'll tell you what, this breeze feels amazing. <laughs> it's, uh, I'm it's- a... I'm a glass half full of watermelon walk-off kind of guy. Uh-huh. And uh, I like the weather. The Same. weather feels nice. The, we- hey. the weather had 20 days to do this. Look, Albuquerque, if you're going to go watch a baseball with a little sprinkle, maybe a little rain, you did it on the right night because you got some towels. They're just going to hand you a towel when you walk in. Wipe, wipe your chair right yeah. down. Shouldn't be too bad. You got all the accoutrement. You got all the stuff right here. You know, uh, you know. Anytime there's inclement weather, I go straight to the AccuWeather weather app, the most accurate of all apps because of its name. It says Accu right in there. Accu right in there. The temperature has gone from a real feel of 106 to a real feel of 89. 
over the course of the last 20 minutes. Okay, thanks for that. <laughs> it's actually a part's a bonus. But as I look at the radar, it doesn't look so bad, Van. It doesn't look bad. It doesn't look bad. I was so. looking earlier. Amateur meteorologist Van Nunley uh-huh. sees a couple sprinkles in between now and game time. Take but it that, should, Stella, should blow over by 7.30. It should blow over. Speaking of amateur meteorologists. I mean, everyone in the business. And here's the thing. When the tarp goes out, we promised the isotopes we'd be out there to pull it next time. Turns out that was a lie. We did not go out there to pull it. Um, a little bit on brand for us, though. That's a little bit on brand for us. Also, the, the wind looks to be catching the tarp a little bit, and I've talked to you about this at length. A windblown tarp is <coughs> at or near some of the best part of baseball. It is the gift that keeps on giving as long as no one gets hurt. As long as someone doesn't marry Poppins their way up in yes. the air, it's a lot of fun to watch. It's a very good descriptor. Um, But as I look at the radar, it does look like it's moving north to south. The heaviest parts were in Bernalillo. They look to have broke up as they approached the mountain. Oh, they broke up. They just couldn't figure it out. Did they try? Well, you you put all the work you can in, but uh, eventually just too much time. (laughs) That's good. Too much time elapsed. But, they, uh, yeah, so it looks like the tarp is on the field at this point. 7.05 is still your first pitch. The doors are opening, I think, here in like four or five minutes. So come on down to the ballpark. We have no belief at all that there won't be baseball. Um, but is there a possibility it could be delayed? Well, as soon as we know, we'll let you know. But nothing official yet from the isotopes. I'll make you a deal, Albuquerque. All right. You come out to the lab today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're one of the first 2,000 people, I'm sorry. 1,998 people. Correct. Because you know the boys got a towel. We got a couple towels. I will give you a beach towel. Yes. And you come see us at the two men on booth here. And we'll give and I'll, you. I'll give you a ticket yes. to next Tuesday's game. Well, you know what? I'll give so you, you could triple down. Well, here's the thing. If you're giving one ticket, I'm also giving one ticket. <gasps> so we will give two tickets? Two tickets. A person? A person. <laughs> Everyone who comes to the two-minute on booth, we're located between 102 and 104. We're right next to Homer Simpson and Marge Simpson. And the best way to describe it really is guest services. Sure. Grab one where we get back. The Suze. Josh Sushan will join us. We'll get his reaction to Vince McMahon retiring from the WWE today. (laughs) He's an earshot, Bob. He's going to have to Google a story real quick. (laughs) Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back live at the ballpark. About five minutes ago, we all became liars when we said we thought it was going to miss us. Dasu Sean joining us on the program. I mean, what's up? You just you put the headset on, the rain comes down? Yeah, you know, I think uh, Vance said the best. No home game in 19 days, and what happens? Rains the first day back. First day back. Story it kind of came out of nowhere. I would say. Like, I was looking at the radar, and it's like, ah, oh, there's some stuff over there. It's fine. Right. And then all of a sudden, ooh, it just popped up. Yeah, no, I, I agree completely. This, um, it's an interesting rain because it's sideways. It is, it's not falling from the sky. It's, I'm wearing a, ta- boys, I'm wrapped up like, like Orphan Annie. Like, I'm in, I'm in my beach towel. My orbit beach towel. And just uh, like just like the movie Sideways, the rain is coming sideways, but like the movie Sideways, Fred, I'm not drinking any friggin' Merlot. <laughs> I'm having watermelon walk-off oh, from Teller Vodka. Okay. Well, and I, that'll make the, the, the 
time pass until the rain blows over. There's definitely multiple uses for the orbit towel, right? I mean, yes. water's water, whether you're at the beach, whether you're at the pool, whether uh-huh. you're at the, the lab. Multiple uses for an orbit towel. This would be the day of all days for me to do the belly slide across the tarp because I would be able to easily dry off. Can I, can I do it barefoot? I'm wearing my Jordans today. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm going to say <laughs> that our head groundskeeper, Ed, yes. is going to nice vehemently guy. be against that okay. idea. But Even can, though he's a nice guy. But can he catch me? Yes. Oh, I, well, actually, he can't, but his son can. <laughs> yes. Louis can catch you. Honestly, I think Ed will be all for it, but your insurance guy probably will not. That's yeah. 100% true. Josh, you spent the last two weeks away, and then you came back for a four-day break of sorts. I mean, you obviously have some stuff you have to do at the front of the office, but you missed the game? Yeah. You missed the ballpark? I mean, like yes and no. I mean, <laughs> if that was the end of the season, I'd say a different thing. But <laughs> it's nice to have a few days off and enjoy mm-hmm. life and and just kind of recharge and get caught up on some things that are weighing on you. You know, I, I want to do this. I want to do that. Get those things done. It's the reason why you have a little break in the middle of the season. All right, but you still had to show up to work a little bit, right? Yeah, I showed up way too much. Yeah, you just don't, like, show up. <laughs> I showed ten, up way too much. You don't just show up 10 minutes before the game, talk to us, and call the game, and then just drop the mic 150 times a year. My life would be so amazing if I was, like, in Hawaii the last four days, and I just flew in. Right. And I just went straight from the airport to here to hang out with you guys, and then I just went upstairs and started talking, and there was no rain. Man, life would be good. But unfortunately, you spent most of the four days at, like, Home Depot and yes, just being insanely busy. I took a trip to Home Depot, <laughs> yes. and uh, But I got a lot of stuff done. What it, for the friend of the show who's listening on the way to the ballpark, uh, how does rain work here at the AAA level? What are the rules? <laughs> um, it works in that um, if the tarp is on the field, you don't play. Okay. That's that's pretty cut and dry, but okay, wet. cut and wet. Let's go to commercial. <laughs> what else? I mean, like, what? What else do you want to know? What's the lightning rule, Josh? Oh, okay. We actually don't have a lightning rule. Okay. I learned this in the last couple of years because I know there's a very specific lightning rule in college football. Correct. I remember learning a couple of years ago. We don't have a very specific lightning rule. Um, we actually had a game last year. It was against who was it against? doesn't matter who it was against. The manager for the other team, oh, it was against El Paso, and he oh, sees the lightning coming from Santa Fe, and it's moving in closer and closer, and we haven't completed five innings yet. Five innings is a complete game. Right. He goes out, starts arguing with the umpire, pointing to the sky, pointing to the lightning, making a whole bunch of, you know, gamesmanship. His team's probably really far his out His team in front. was losing. Oh, no, yeah. his team was losing, yeah. and so he didn't want it to be complete. So he makes a big stink. Lightning bolt, really loud. He tells his guys, get off the field. There's a batter who's not coming to the plate. The umpire's like, no, we're playing. Bring him up there. Umpire does. Umpire says, go up there. Batter doesn't go up there. He's ruled out because he's not on the field. Nice. So, so then the manager comes out, argues more. Third base coach comes down. He argues. A bunch of people get tossed. Then it finally starts raining, and they keep playing. And then... It was El Paso. They scored like three runs and tied the game. And then the biblical rain comes because of the 10 minutes of drama. We did not get in the last three outs. They tied it. We had to come back and finish the game the next day. 
put this. So it uh, worked. <laughs> it worked. We get to add another chapter to the El Paso Sucks book. Oh, I just hate yeah, El Paso. That's a, that's Edwin Rodriguez one. was the manager who did all this. It worked. Good yes. for him. It worked. I hate everything about everything you just told me. So no official rule. Because there isn't, like you mentioned, the NCAA, it's 30 minutes after the most recent lightning strike that's visible. Okay. But but here, that, that doesn't stand. So as soon as it stops raining, regardless of where it's at around us, we can start to pull the tarp off and start to get all those things in motion. Well, I think in college it's because they're all holding little lightning rods. <laughs> but in professional oh, baseball, yeah. they okay. have wooden bats. And those lightning rods are now uh, NIL. It's part of a sponsorship gig, too. Ah, okay, so the front office is in charge. The isotopes are in charge of when the game begins. Once the lineup cards get exchanged, then it's the decision of the umpire. But no decision is made in a vacuum, usually. Both managers, both teams are usually consulted. Umpires, meteorologists, our groundskeeper is probably talking with the National Weather Service right now, unless he's already finished talking to the National Weather Service. A lot of people input on this. I will tell you that if it looks like it's about to start raining, you don't want to start a game and then 10 minutes later have to stop it. Right. Right? You'd rather just wait and then start it later. But in the case of this, where it's raining, and it's almost stopped raining already. I'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be fine. I'll be fine. The, Everything's fine. So this is the start you wanted to the second half of the season for the ice tubs. Winning three straight and then taking a day off and then winning six straight. I love a that. A nine and a home stand. I, I love beautiful. Start. Beautiful. Nine W's oh, over the course the of ten days and just you having the most beautiful broadcast one after another and, and the weather just cooperating the entire time. That would be nice. And a lot of people showing up and being very happy at the ballpark. So that'll, that'll put us three games over in ten days. I look at it this way. The Tubes are ten games out of first place, and there's 60 games left. We're in the mix. Okay. Yeah. And out of those 60, 34 of them will be played at home. I like that. That's pretty a good. pretty big discrepancy. I mean, you just play two weeks on the road. Right. And all evens out. So, And we play really well at home. So maybe it starts right here. Put on a little run. The two teams are catching. El Paso and Oklahoma City. You're going to play them a bunch of times. Saying there's a chance. Like that you're saying there's a chance. You were talking about coming out to the ballpark and doing some work during the break, but the players were away. As, yes. they, were, as they were coming back, I guess yesterday would have been the first day back? Some probably got back today. Yeah. Probably, probably throughout the week. Okay. So as they were coming back for the first time, what was the energy surrounding the boys as they were returning to baseball for the first time in a couple days here? Excited. They're yeah. always excited to see each other again, you know. Um, you spend every day around each other and – you know, you, you give each other some good-natured ribbing, mm-hmm. and then you're away from each other for four days. You're like, oh, I missed you, you know, or I miss the good-natured ribbings that we give each other. Any new tattoos or anything? I don't know about that. <laughs> it's always where my emphasis Hey, we're is. only like 15 minutes after the gates are open, and this place is packed, packed. already. Yeah. It's, it's a be beautiful turnout. Yeah, well, also because no one's sitting in their seat because their seats are wet. Well, and also because they're in line for the better-than-ever hot dog. they got to get... The new Orbit Dog, obviously, they yep. got a chance. I mean, green chili French fries or something. Yeah. Yep. And also, they're not like traditional French fries, boys. They're like half moons or yeah. something. Yeah, those they're, good. Like, they're I like those. Half moon shaped, thick. It's like a, almost like a breading to make them extra crispy. I love everything about it. This is this, okay, So the grounds crew is literally walking up to us right now, and I would describe this as not wet adjacent. This is insanely wet. The ground crew as they come up. Singular. Yes. Hey, so we just saw the tarp go out. We we're talking about it. As that decision is made, is it made within like seconds? Like people are like waiting, like the start of an Olympic race? Yes. Now, sometimes it's 
be on the lookout. We think we're going to put the tarp on about this time. You know, we think that the rain's going to start here, so we want to give ourselves just, you know, because the other thing is you don't want to put it on too soon because then you'll kill the grass. Right. You can't just leave it on, and then it just kills the grass underneath. So you have to wait until the last second to put the tarp on. And they timed it perfectly tonight. Yeah, they did. They're good. They're good at what they do. And look, the kids are out on the berm, rolling around, having fun, probably angering their parents when they come back soaking wet. That towel has no use at all because it's soaking wet. <laughs> Day one is... A, a little advice, Isotopes fan. You're getting the really cool beach towel. Keep it dry until you go to your chair and sit down, which could be any minute. So it looks like the rain is lightening up. It's just a tiny itty-bitty sprinkle now. It should pass over. Don't let this deter you from coming from the lab because if you weren't with us earlier in the show, we have a stack of tickets only for the friends of the show. Yep. You come up here. We got We got some tickets for you for this coming Tuesday. So brave the weather. Come hang out. Grab some extra tickets until they're gone. And if you're one of the first 2,000, you get yourself an Orbit Beach Towel. No longer forecasting the weather for the night, but forecasting the second half of the season, Josh. You were talking about 34 at home and whatever the remainder is on the road. There's obviously a recipe to success and winning, but we talk about this a lot when we talk about this. It's not always about winning the games. It's about developing the players and the next level. Um, is there a conversation between Skip and the team? Is there a conversation between – Anyone that's involved in the organization where it's, hey, this is what came down through the All-Star Bake from the Rockies. This is what we're going to try to put focus on. Or is it more of the same? I don't know if there's anything new in the last four days, but the Rockies have been very public in saying we want to win in the minor leagues. Yeah. Like, we are making it a priority. And this this started with Clint Hurdle, you know, when they rehired him. And Hurdle said that 2017 that went to the World Series, all those guys, they came up together in the minors and they won together. And you can look at the Isotopes record and say, well, they're not winning. But the double-A team, winning a lot. The high-A Spokane team, winning a lot. The low-A Fresno team won the first half. The Arizona Rookie League team, winning a lot. The Rockies' combined winning percentage of the, all of their affiliates is among the, I think it's like top seven oh, wow. all, out of all 30 teams. That's great. So there's an emphasis on winning. And we see that the way that Warren Schaefer manages. He manages different than Glen Ellen Hill did. Because he has been told, win. So you see more pinch running, more pitch hitting. He's way more likely to do situational matchups, lefty on lefty, late in games. Because it's not just, well, this guy needs, it's his turn to pitch. It's no. If this guy gives us the best chance to win. He's coming in now. Love everything about that. Jay, anything we missed as far as preview on the night and the weekend? I know we went over to length with Forrest. Tonight is Beach Towel Night. It looks like a lot of them are already gone, so hurry up and make your way down to the ballpark. Tomorrow's the Dukes Night, and that's a fun night for you. Dave Stewart's going to the Hall of Fame, right? That's awesome. This is one of my childhood favorites growing up in the Bay Area. You know, he's the MVP when the A's won the World Series in 1989. And the thing that I loved about Stu, earthquake happens. He was down there as they were digging the rubble out, trying to find bodies. He's down there every night because that's his hometown. He couldn't sleep, and he's cheering them on. He's bringing them food and coffee and donuts and just giving them moral support. It's like that's the best part about Dave Stewart is when the earthquake happened, he was down there every night with them as they're looking for bodies. Oh, that's a beautiful MVP. thing. I mean, he's Just an MVP of a person, plus he was the MVP of the World Series. And he's going to be in, in here in person. So is Ron Say. So is Dick Boots. Hall of Fames are always super fun, and I'm pumped that all three of them are going to be here. 
we got to grab a break. We're going to grab it right now. Josh, thank you so very much for taking the time. You're very welcome. Whenever we get back, still at the ballpark is the boys, two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back live on the program. Back live at Isotopes Park. The rain is letting up. The tarp is coming off the field. Yay. Let's go. Let's go. There's something fun when the tarp comes off the field. They take it all the way off to the outfield van, and then they have to roll it all the way back to the infield and recover the field to Correct. roll it up. And the crowd, like, gets real disdained when it goes back over for just a moment. Because only, like, hyper-dorky baseball fan like us knows the proper method of putting away the tarp. De-tarping. So when a uh, casual... Yeah. Or even new baseball fan uh-huh. sees, it, sees it coming back on, the boos come in. Yeah. And they, they just don't know any better. They don't know. They just don't know. So get ready for uh, to be overrun with boos as soon as the tarp goes from off to on to off again. I got, I think, the best story we may have done all year. I think this might be number one. Okay. Okay. We didn't tease it in the open. because I wanted not. To, I wanted to give it what it deserved. Bo Jackson. Okay, so Bo Jackson, if you ask me, played for the Royals. If you ask a lot of people, played for the Raiders. Okay, uh, if you ask me, uh, I think he played for both. Aw, them they? <laughs> so Bo Jackson. He's bisportual. Thank you. He donated $170,000 to Uvalde victims of the school massacre in May. To cover the cost of final expenses. $170,000? Are you kidding me? No. Um, it's, it's interesting how the news came out. So Greg Abbott, who's the governor of Texas, um, who's insanely cowardly, uh, did not attend any funerals, did not attend any services, was not part of any of the end-of-life ceremonies for victims in Uvalde. He then after catching some heat for that, announced that he was able to secure a $170,000 anonymous donation for the funerals of the 19 children and two teachers. Jackson went on to say to the Associated Press, we didn't want media, no one knew we were there, but he didn't make it seem like Abbott worked the money. He made it seem like he was donating it because he's got a buddy who lives in that part of the state, and he spent a lot of time in Uvalde, like going to his ranch. Sure. And I don't believe this was a solicitation from Greg Abbott, but I believe it was packaged that way, which is gross, because Bo Jackson has always been and currently is the man. Yeah, Bo knows uh, foundations. Yeah. Bo knows empathy. Bo knows charity. Yeah. Bo knows compassion. And this is just an amazing move by somebody who doesn't want to be in the limelight. Bo Jackson, in my humble opinion, after the shock of the dual sport superstar wore off, he's not a big <clears throat> limelight guy. Correct. And he hasn't been since he retired. Like He's a bowler. He plays darts. He's a bow hunter. He's like a professional-level bow hunter. He's into like all these quirky, underground interests. But the biggest interest he has is being a good person. He knows best. Bo knows best. Sure. Yeah, and there's something special about coming together for communities that need help, especially when clouds are so very dark. And 
and doing your best to shine a little bit of, of light or sunshine onto that. But, yeah, it is um, well, It's a cool moment, Like, and it's such a tragedy. But it's a cool moment to see people rise to the occasion and give. And, and, you know, Bo's not the one. He's not the one of one, but he's the one of many who have come to be a part of this, uh, not Greg Abbott. 100% not Greg 100% Abbott. 100% not Greg Abbott. You've never done anything. Literally anything. You didn't even cancel your uh, speech at the NRA convention the very next Ugh. next day. Oh it's it's gosh. it's disgusting. You know, there's a lot of people who, in the shadows, do as much as they can for the community. Like, for example, Matthew McConaughey, from that area, sure, started a foundation just for the families affected by the Uvalde shooting. He didn't want any press for it. He didn't want any publicity for it. The people in the community gave him attention and thanks. Right. Like, if it wasn't for the thankful families, if it wasn't for everybody involved in the community, we might not even know about what Matthew McConaughey did. We might not even know about what Bo Jackson did because they did it on the humble. They did it on the quiet. They didn't do it with a camera crews there. They didn't do it with a TV station present. They just did it out of the kindness of their heart. Is there a bigger picture conversation about how this happened to you with Warren Moon, right? Like you should never meet your heroes. Sure. Warren Moon was a jerk. Warren Moon was a jerk to me. D- to you? Yeah. Yeah. If you meet Bo Jackson, Bo Jackson is not going to be a jerk. I'm assuming you are correct. Yeah. I thought about that about Warren Moon because I met him when I was in my youth, and it was a a, a, a young person football league meet and greet yeah. where they have to be there. They're probably getting paid to be there. He's very nice and kind, took the time, signed autographs. But when we saw him in L.A. at the Super Bowl, I won't go on, but he's not nice. Did not have a level of kindness. Not nice. Yeah. Bo, Bo Jackson, after the, I'm going to make sure I got it right, 2011 tornado that ran through Alabama, he started Bo Knows Biking, which is, or Bo Bikes Bama, which is a bike-a-thon in Alabama to raise money initially for the relief of the 2011 tornado. Still occurs today. It's an annual event now. It's amazing. And, and it's raised over $2 million to give back to Alabama regularly. Obviously, I, I know there's a foundation involved. I know there's money and um, all of that kind of administration stuff. But Bo is doing it the absolute right way and giving away the highest percent, at least as it appears to me, to communities that need it. And, and I love the fact that he didn't travel there with a news crew. This, if it wasn't for Bo Jackson, his his stature, right? Who he is as a you know a folk legend, really in American sports. If he didn't have that kind of stature, he might be an anonymous donor. Because you know we're both on the board of the YMCA, correct? And you know we appreciate everything they do in the community, and we'll support everything they do in the community. And we'll scream from the top of the Sandias how amazing they are. But they had an anonymous donor mm-hmm. who had a great big chunk of change to help some kids get some scholarships. And if, if, if that anonymous person would have been Bo Jackson or Matthew McConaughey, an- we'd probably know who did it. But this is just a concerned, loving citizen who wants to see his community improved. So that person remained anonymous. And I love seeing situations like that. Or someone just gives. They don't give for attention. They don't give for the handshakes and pats on the back. And lastly, just to put a bow on it um, and also tie a joke in to kind of a heavy conversation, um, 
you were right the whole time, friends of the show. You were right all along. Bo Jackson is better than Herschel Walker. There was never any question. There's, oh, okay. Was there a debate I missed? I feel like there was a debate. Bo Jackson was always better, and especially now will always be. Two men on live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by the Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. Start our days at the YMCA Central Mexico. Spend our evenings at Hollow Spirits. And the weekends is Forteller Vodka. What are you sipping on right there, man? Watermelon walk-off? Watermelon walk-off, there baby. There we go. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Last one of the week, Vanny Boy. No one calls you Vanny Boy. Literally zero people on the history of the planet do. But, hey, congratulations. Uh-huh. You found a new nickname. Not a new nickname at all. Not going to stick. Not going to work. Big thank yous to lots of thank yous today. Forrest Stolting, thank you. Jim Griego, thank you. Justin Lawrence, Taylor Snyder. Riley Smith's one of those dudes. Frequent contributor, Riley Smith. Friend of the show, Riley Smith. Josh Sushan. Soon to be back, Riley Smith. Correct. Also, thank you to Bo Jackson. I know he's not here in person. Pretty good dude. Big ups, bruh. we got to be out at 40 after. I guess it's about six minutes. Six minutes? Harp is off the field. Game That's three more minutes than I need. Okay. Wait, what? Okay. Tarp is coming off the field. So it's going to be the 7.05 first pitch. Doesn't look like we'll have any issues here. Fan base is starting to move to their seats. The uh, beach towels are, I mean, they're getting some use, man. Yeah. I mean, they're pretty perfectly timed. <clears throat> I'd prefer it not rain tonight. But Same. if it does, beach towel night could not have been more appropriately placed. Very smart. Shout out to the promotions crew. Very smart. A uh, bunch There's of Nostradamus on the promotions crew. I, did, I didn't know that. Whole bunch of new NFL helmets came out this week, and a bunch came out today. I want to recap a little bit of the style of the NFL. By the way, Kyler Murray got some money. I know you guys talked about that a little. Yeah, bit we hit on that yesterday with uh, me and Robert Buck D Gibson, and also our new NFL man in the streets, oh. Two Menons NFL uh, contributor, Ned James. Pretty good get. Yeah. Pretty good get. When you can get it. Dallas Cowboys put a new one. It's white. It's got the blue star. I'm into it. You say it's. I think it's pretty average. Meh. It's not that different than a, an old throwback helmet they had, and it matches their other throwback jerseys. It's got so the, I'm glad they got to have a different helmet, but it matches the jersey, so it's not new. It's got racing stripes down the middle, though. You got a problem with that? I, I never have a problem with racing stripes. No, I don't think you do. The Giants put They're out. They're not really functional racing stripes, but they look nice. They look nice. Giants put out their gear. Um, I've talked about this forever. The Giants are the worst NFL franchise. They're stupid. Their fan base is stupid. The team is stupid. Yeah, Not even it, jerseys can save them. And if it wasn't for the Bucktooth guy on the morning show and Peyton's little brother, they'd be the worst franchise in the history of football. Michael Strahan is a bigger celebrity away from the Giants than he was with the Giants, which just goes on to explain to you, how much of a of a suck of life the Giants are from stardom. He went into space. That's a really good take. <laughs> Patriots put out their new helmets. It's white with the Patriot on it, the old school one with the football. You in or you out? All right, legit, these might be the best or no. second best ones. They're number two or these three. These are fire. These are fire. Atlanta didn't try hard enough. No, they did not. Atlanta's red with the Falcon. It is a chrome helmet, which I think everyone's going to do, so it's not going to make it unique. 
Well, I think what I see the trend is everyone doing the flat black like the Panthers. Also good. Yeah. The Well, the Panthers one is number one. The, I think the Panthers is the best. I don't know what the word is to describe it. I'm going to use the word clean. Do you have a better one? Uh, yeah, they kind of did it just exactly right. Uh, I'm really excited to see the rest of the Bengals kit because it looks like a like albino an albino point. tiger. Yeah. yeah, like an albino tiger. I'm re- I'm really excited to see the rest of the kit. It's, see what it looks like. It's white and black, like uh, if you were to get a coloring book with a tiger in it before you color it. Yes, that's what it looks like. And the Panthers helmet, which we'll just go back to briefly. The all black with the racing stripes down the middle, but the Panthers logo, which is traditionally on the side of the helmet, offset to the back third. Really cool. And it, and it like wraps. I'm into it. We talked about how the Texans are trying to hide their horrid history and their new helmet not going to happen. Uh, I think Washington Commanders are in the running with Carolina on the best new redesign. The black with the with the gold numbers on the top, not the logo, the player number. It is ripping me apart right now. How good it is. Complimenting the Commanders. How much I hate that organization and everything they've done to all the people around them. Miss me with the Saints. But they did so good. The Saints didn't do anything. Well, so I guess on the back they're going to. Isn't that their normal helmet with like some some more spots on it? Like that's the exact same thing. It's got a. It's just like like the one of the the equipment managers got drunk one night and just put a bunch of stickers on it and be like here. Yeah, this is better. Like, hey, listen. Like the coups that they do at like Ohio State, like the little Buckeyes. They put yes, them there. yeah, the, but they put them on the top. It looks like whenever you're in high school and you have to take an art class and learn how stippling shading works. Yeah. That's what got wasted here. Uh, the Eagles, I guess, if you're going to go with the black helmet, give me the old wings instead of the new wings. Yes, the old yes. Wings. Not for your boy. I'm kind of like halfway stoked for the Jets' new kit because I've only seen the helmet. I haven't seen the kit. If they're doing, like, the flat black or the charcoal, it's going to seem a little overused once everybody used it. But I like what the Jets are doing. I like the Panthers. I like the Commanders. They're all looking really good. And I like just doing something different, whether it's one week or it's going to stick and they're going to do it more often. Kudos to the NFL for trying to do a little trend setting here. Here are the official rules, okay? Okay. The NFL considers any game in which the alternate helmet is worn as an alternate uniform game. Okay. doesn't matter which jersey is worn with it. And the NFL caps alternate uni games at three per team per season. So if you're going to put the ulti helmet on, you can match it with an ulti jersey. You don't have to, but it's going to go against your three of 17 quota. Okay, that makes total sense to me. I'm into it. Yeah. You're going to see cool stuff three times, and the rest of the time you're going to see old, boring stuff. You, so here's here's my thing. The only thing I think this is not positive for is the home field advantage because you have so many different jerseys and alternate jerseys. You don't have that sea of green. Yeah. You don't have that sea of red in your home stadium. you got a bunch of different colors intermixed anywhere. But I love it. I like those new kits. I like their, their modernizing the NFL jersey. should be a lot of fun this year. Any final words, man? Too much for the time allotted, my friend, but whatever we didn't cover, make sure you check out next week on the opening drive with Jeff, JJ, and A. Marie. Good job, Bob. Good job, everyone. GG. See you next week, Burke.